The FBI has raided the apartment and office of Rudy Giuliani. They have seized electronic devices, and this may be one of the most consequential stories of our generation. This is the former president, the previous administration's lawyer. The lawyer. I mean, it's, it's one thing for the feds to go after a lawyer. It's another thing to go after the lawyer of the guy who was just president. And that's what's happening. It has to do with whether or not, or I should say, it has to do with the in, an investigation into whether or not Rudy Giuliani was lobbying the government on behalf of Ukrainians. Though I think most people are just going to look at this like retaliation from the Democrats. They have hated Donald Trump. They've hated his administration. And now they're using the DOJ, Merrick Garland, green lighting these, these warrants to go after those they don't like. And, uh, you know, normally, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't say this normally, that, uh, you know, my earlier segment I did my main channel, I didn't say it was retaliation, but now I will say it is because you look at what Joe Biden has to say tonight. He's reportedly going to say that January 6th was the worst attack on the U.S. since the civil war, on U.S. democracy since the civil war. So it's very clear. They are going to use the full weight of government to go after every person who in some substantive way was supporting the president to certain degrees. They've already, we've already seen the weird cult of wokeness say, don't hire these people. It could start there. Or it could be you help Donald Trump fight impeachment, something like that. Eh, don't be surprised when the feds show up at your door. So we're going to talk about this. We also got protests lighting up in Elizabeth City. Again, more unrest. The judge has refused to release body camera footage in the shooting of a, of a black man. These stories are not going to stop. And the left is going to say, you're right, the cops keep killing, pe- killing people or they're just going to keep exploiting death and ignoring the actual crime and, and tragedies in their own communities because it's all political. So we're going to talk about this. Joining us today, of course, it's uh, Jack Murphy Day. Hey, what's up, Tim? Lids. Hello. Ian, good to see you. Hey, everybody. Every other Wednesday, Jack Murphy, I'm back. Hey, do me a favor. Hit subscribe on my YouTube channel widget, Jack Murphy Live on YouTube. We're coming up on 50K. Oh, nice. Very nice. 50K. It feels real almost. It feels real. What about you, Ian? Well, I'm Ian Crossland, and you can follow me at IanCrossland.net. Yeah, (laughs) IanCrossland.net. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm Sarah Patchlitz on Twitter. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Ian. No, you didn't. Did you say something? You interfused. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a mind meld. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That's what it is. A four-way mind meld. Let's get melding. I'm sitting here not saying anything. You guys are doing part of it with Come on, Tim. I was sitting here looking at my Japanese soda, just like... I wonder what flavor this is. It's called original flavor. Yeah, yeah. Sugar. It's original Someone flavor said four way, and Tim's like, w- "What's in the soda?" What's in the soda, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> well, well I walked in the house today, and he goes, "Dude, dude, we got a bunch of crazy soda, f- soda well, flavors." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got huckleberry soda. Yeah, oh, and cherry soda. Cherry mm-hmm. soda. Good stuff. It was funny. You're like, "I'm gonna put this in the freezer," and I heard you set the timer on Alexa. Twenty minutes later, boop, 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 and you're cold like, soda. "You go." Man, I hope it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> was, it cold? was it cold? No, it was warm. Oh, It wasn't enough. 20 minutes. Oh. Sorry, dude. Happened slowly. So all right. All right, everybody. Strikes. Head over to TimCast.com to become a member because we're going to have an exclusive members-only segment, and it's going to get real dark because we were talking earlier in the show, <laughs> and Ian was like, dude, we can't talk about this stuff on YouTube. Right, we, it's just too spicy. War and chaos and conflict, mm-hmm. and we're like, but we should, we should have that conversation later. So we're going we're gonna to get into a really serious uh, show yeah, talking about war and conflict stuff. So this will be at around 11 p.m. We, we normally put it up. But go to TimCast.com. You click the members only button. You can sign up. Then you go to the members area and you'll see the post is there. We have a huge library of content. And I got great news because we're going to be integrating Stripe very soon, which means more payment options. It's going to be fantastic. Easier for all of you. We are, we are setting up the newsroom. We are talking with potential new writers. It is going to be a blast. But let's jump into that first major story. Here it is. From Eyewitness ABC7, the latest update. 
FBI seizes electronics from Rudy Giuliani's Manhattan apartment. They say federal agents carried out a search warrant at the home and office of former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani Wednesday morning. Sources familiar with the matter confirmed to ABC News. Sources tell ABC News electronic devices, including Giuliani's cell phone, were confiscated by authorities. A spokesperson and attorney for Giuliani have not responded to ABC News. Wednesday afternoon, Giuliani's son, Andrew, who was mulling a run for New York governor, spoke briefly outside his father's apartment. Quote, any American, red or blue, should be extremely disturbed by what happened here today. This is disgusting. This is absolutely absurd. And it's the continued politicization of the Justice Department that we have seen, and it has to stop. If this can happen to the former president's lawyer, this can happen to any American. They say the warrants were in relation to the Justice Department's investigation into the business dealings of former President Donald Trump's personal lawyer. Notably, according to the New York Times, it was a FARA violation. So was he acting as a foreign agent lobbying on behalf of Ukrainians to Donald Trump? Or was this retaliation? Not only are they going after Rudy Giuliani, but according to the Wall Street Journal, they are trying to find communications between Giuliani and journalist John Solomon. You may recall the previous controversy when I think it was Adam Schiff, right, who was spying on a jur- an American journalist because yeah. he didn't like the information that was being published. And I guess he actually published private information from Solomon. It's been a while since we've covered that story. But my friends, uh, what, 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 what do you say? I don't know. Banana Republic? Are we are, are we there? Is it, has it happened already? <clears throat> there was a time in my lifetime where if the FBI and the DOJ served a warrant and they confiscated a bunch of documents and equipment and stuff, my first instinct would have been, they probably have a good reason to do that. Today, my instinct is they just trying to get everybody that had anything to do with Donald J. Trump, period. Because we see it across the board. We see it with the January 6th folks. We see it with people in the military, people in police. You're not allowed to even have donated to Kyle Rittenhouse's legal defense fund. Anything that you do that runs contrary to what they want you to do is going to put you at risk. Heaven forbid you work with the president. You help the president. Yeah. They want to get in there. They want to see his communications. They want to see his documents. I mean, look, like I, go ahead. No, they've gone after people's jobs. They, yeah. They've already, they, we've already seen from the establishment. Don't let anyone get a job if they worked with the presidential, with, with Trump's administration. Yeah. So that's like the lowest level of it. You're a Trump supporter. Get out. Don't wear the MAGA hat. You believe you're crazy. You're a white supremacist. Now it's, it's that it's elevates to anybody who's ever worked in the Trump administration. You'll never be allowed to work again or at least in their system, which is why it's so important that we build our own networks. But then you see what happens with big tech and the media. So I'm a little pessimistic now. I mean, we had some we had some good stuff, you know, like the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was all excited. I was like, <laughs> the ending of that show is great. You know, this guy takes the American flag and beats Antifa with it. But that's just a TV show. That's not justice. We're, we, we watch what happens with the Chauvin trial. They're, they're, they're walking these jurors through riots with security, with, with, with you know, with M- what, what, did, what did Andrew say they had? Uh, MP5s or something? Yeah, I think so. Whatever guns they were using. Uh, they were using very serious weapons to protect the jurors. One of the jurors actually lived in the city where riots were happening. There was no justice. And we're watching this across the country. Now it's happening again. Then you get a story where it's the former pre- previous president's lawyer is being raided by the DOJ. As soon as Merrick Garland gets in, appointed by Joe Biden, there it is. Green light. Go you, after those who opposed us. You think Merrick Garland's got a bone to pick? <laughs> I would with, say so. With Giuliani? Just in general, right? With the Republicans in general, right? I think we are watching the, the, the cult takeover. 
Yeah. And it's been and happening it's, for some time. It's everywhere. It's in everything. It's in every nook and cranny of every agency, every bureaucracy, every, every bureaucracy, cop chapter, every, <laughs> every institution, every everything. And it's like at some point you, we just have to accept it. I still, even in this work that I do and the conversations that I have and the research and the people I talk to, I still am a little shocked each time. I still am a little saddened each time. I still feel like a bit of my optimism and my, my idealization of America is still there. And so each time this, it just chipped. So like, when, when am I going to become totally blackpilled? This is the question. And it hasn't happened yet. Where like the next thing that happens, and I'm like, oh yeah, totally you know, unsurprised. There's two big issues. The first is that the, the, you know, the, the, the cult, the, the establishment cronies have, attain such a level of power that they can literally do this. When Donald Trump, you know, chants lock her up at these rallies, they're screaming like, oh, heavens, oh, we cannot be a country that threatens to, to, to send the legal system against our political rivals. What's that? Trump's out of office. Send the legal system after politi our, our political rivals. Indeed. That's exactly what we do. But the other thing is the unwillingness of Americans to stand up for the principles of this country. So before before the show, we were talking about like local police departments. And I'll tell you, I guarantee you, you will have a bunch of cops right now who are going like, man, I get it. You know, these guys are saying how bad it's getting. And I totally recognize the corruption in, in office. We got to do something about it. Then his boss walks in and he says, Yo, Johnson, go arrest Jack Murphy for sedition. And he goes, you got it, boss. Hey, Jack, you're going to prison for the rest of your life. And you're like, what? I'm doing what I'm told because I don't care. So long as regular people just go along with whatever the insane garbage is, it's not gonna, it's not going to change. Well, the problem with the police department is, is you've got people that go in who are true believers who might now become cynical and not want to participate. Then you got people that are doing it because it pays better than their next best alternatives. And it barely pays. And it barely pays. So now you added this extra pressure to mm -hmm. it. You're not going to get the idealists. You're not going to get the people with better options. You're going to get people with even worse options saying, this is my best choice to enter in this position that basically everybody hates. No one wants around. And you have to go do terrible, dirty work on people. Like, You're going to get goons. It's like Venezuela. These, these, the Venezuelan soldiers are like, eh, I get food if I do what, you know, Maduro wants. And if so, I don't, I whatever. don't get any food. Literally don't get there any food go. if I don't. Yeah. See, this is, this is the thing that the, the establishment cult like, you know, woke left and corporate neolib people understand way better than conservatives. Yes. It's that there is no loyalty among the average person to any of their fellow countrymen. They know that, which means, you can literally have FBI agents who are like, man, this is freaking me out. And they go, now go arrest him. Okay, boss. Whatever. Gleefully being like, I swear an oath to the Constitution. Is that a gun? To prison with you. That, that troubles me, dude. It troubles me that you say, and I agree with, and then I ask why. Why, does your, why do your citizens feel no loyalty to their fellow citizens? If that's not the case, then the citizenry is too broad. I think, uh, man, we're, we're a, a gluttonous, lazy people that has for too long, maybe, maybe this past couple of generations have had no real struggle, you know, just sitting around enjoying the, the uh, fruits of the previous wars and the labor of the previous generations. Now we've got, you know, fat homeless people. That's like how prosperous this country is. So now they become lazy and just like, I don't want to sacrifice my, my comfort for you. 
So you will get right now like cops who swear an oath to the Constitution and then violate the Constitution every single day and say, eh, whatever. Well, in their mind, their oath is to the Constitution, but their oath is to the guy who's giving them orders, right? In their mind, it's like the Constitution orders, okay, I do what they say. Yeah. I'm not a lawyer. I don't, I mean, I'm just projecting. I mean, I don't really know. It's true. We had Andrew uh, on last night and he was talking about that the chief police is a politician. Once you get to that level of, of the law enforcement, you become a politician and they basically are political. We want to think of it as a civil. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Civil movement, but the police are basically answering to the politicians. And if the politicians go in a political direction, the police. But, but, but it's, it's the individual officer who can say no. Right. Right. So I don't, I don't want to derail too much. We're talking about, you know, Giuliani and, the, and, and the point at which the federal government now is arresting its rivals. So let's go back in time. Let's go back in time to what? 20. 17, I think it was, when we started seeing... When, when was the Berkeley, the battle for Berkeley? Was that 2017? It yeah. was after the election, yeah. Yeah, Milo was there. and yeah. yeah. So at this point, you're seeing these clashes, and the Proud Boys show up. Oh, and that, that was Bike Lock Day, wasn't it? I think that was 2017. Yeah. But then it happened again for the next year or so. Yeah. And over the next year, I started talking about... I, I remember I was talking to a bunch of D.C. commentators and conservative journalists and I was like, this is scary because the escalation of this is civil war. And then, you know, immediately I get pushback from these conservative, you know, D.C. folks who are like, oh, come on. It's just a bunch of people fighting in the street. And I said, listen, at what point does this escalate further and further until it reaches the highest level of government? No, that's never going to happen. The security state is strong. It won't allow collapse, blah, blah, blah. Pretty sure... When the DOJ seizes the cell phone of the previous president's lawyer, you, you're seeing the, the breakdown. That, sorry, it, it's, it's, there you go. I mean, I know we've had, I know we had, we've had crazier with like Nixon and Watergate and stuff. Or I shouldn't even necessarily say crazier because maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just crazy. And maybe now when you combine the years of street conflict, the years of media manipulation, the lies, and the, the foreign collusion, interference, all the crazy whatever with now that Joe Biden is in power, he brings in Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland goes after the Trump administration. I don't think we've seen anything this crazy since the Civil War. And it's just getting started. So the United States has been abroad as a foreign occupying force fighting counter insurgency battles against the insurgents. They're trying to expel the government uh, from their occupation. It's exactly what they're going to do here now. They are a hammer. We are the nails. And this is going to be uh, the war on terror 3.0. But it's really the war on drugs. It's really the war on Americans. This is the war on Americans 1.0. And they're going to use the entire apparatus that they've developed over two decades now of being an occupying force and squashing dissent. They're going to use it here in the United States. And, dude, we predicted this. 
at the, you know, at the end of last year. And now it's happening. And now tonight is the night Joe Biden's going to go on TV. He's going to call all the 400 people they've arrested in January 6th as the insurgents responsible for the most egregious attack on our democracy since the Civil War. They've already shown that they're trying to filter out the uh, the armed forces, the police, everyone else. If you just had any inclination to support Trump or Kyle Rittenhouse or anybody else, they're coming after all of us. The de-Trumpification is a real thing. Why? We can't let this happen again. We have this article over the Daily Mail. I will turn peril into possibility. Biden will attack Trump with his speech to Congress by saying he inherited a nation in crisis after the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Wow, I can't believe he would say such strong words about a year of Antifa rioting and hmm. $2 billion in damage. You know, just the other day, a week or so ago in Oklahoma City, Black Lives Matter stormed the Capitol building. Yeah. So it's good for Joe. Oh, wait. What's, well, hold on. Oh, he wasn't I'm, talking about I'm being that. handed a note. Uh, he's talking about <laughs> Tim, Trump supporters. Tim, that's not, no, that's not. Oh, he's not. He's, Biden's no, not. No, Biden, no, Biden's not no, talking no, about that stuff. The, wasn't, yeah, that stuff was okay. <laughs> oh, that stuff's okay. Yeah, yeah no, no. That's, oh, that's part it, of it. it Those are the good guys, dude. They're the good oh. guys all dressed in black. Those are the good guys. Yes. Really? With the oh, you ever see that? You ever see that bit? I can't remember who the comedians it was by where they're like dressed as Nazis. And then he like looks down and sees the skull and crossbones and he goes, we the baddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you're using a skull and a crossbone. Okay, so that's a, the comedy show. Uh, the name just escaped me, but those two guys from England, hilarious. History nerds. Yeah. Totally on point. Super funny. And either. they would recreate these World War II things. And he, that moment, he looks, he goes, are we the baddies? He's got, because the, they're wearing the skull and crossbones. <laughs> well, so you look at what's going on now with Antifa. Smashing and destroying, but what's funny to me is they smash and destroy Starbucks, and then Starbucks is like, "We're glad they did this." And in fact, thank you for destroying our bathrooms. Anybody who wants to come in and use the bathrooms at any time now, customers, otherwise, doesn't matter. Anybody, you can now use our bathrooms. Have you been in a Starbucks bathroom since I did that? Uh, I no. mean, no. It's like a homeless. But you know, you now. know what, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of chilling. Uh, everything is like being lit up around me, and. People seem to think that there's potentially going to be a federal takeover of police, but I really don't think so. How many FBI agents are there? There's no way they can have, well, there's like 800,000 to a million cops around the country. I really don't think the feds can take that over. Maybe they can try. Or maybe what's really going to happen is once the police departments go under, then there's no local enforcement. Laws become irrelevant to the average person. And then the country just doesn't exist in a meaningful way anymore. What's going to happen is the talent level of the police officers is going to degrade so poorly because no one with any other options is going to take that job that the the police may be there, but they will be so ineffective and just able to be pushed around. They'll just it'll be worthless. So they, federal they, policing will become more. Important. How, though? How what? what do you mean? How many are there? So so maybe maybe just singling out the, singling out the FBI is a little uh Short-sighted because there's other agencies, FPS, for instance, ICE, CBP. There's not nearly enough federal law enforcement to handle the entire country. Oh, yeah. No, no. Red like, states like, are like people in rural areas are going to be like, nah. Yeah. So so without local law enforcement, federal law is going to be wait, wait, meaningless. Wait. Have, there been, have there been sounds about a federal police force? Did I well, be- a lot of people have been chatting us saying like if the, re- if the local cops go, the feds step in. And, or private police hired by the feds. Oh, well, private police. Oh, I don't know about hired by the feds, but private police has been prophesized for a long time, especially Neil Stevenson, Snow Crash. Many, many, many years ago about ghettoed, ghettoed in, in the technical sense, like isolated neighborhoods with their own police departments and own security departments, et cetera. That's definitely coming. Anybody with money is going to be hiring. Well, so, security. so, so let's talk about the two potentials, right? That's the scary scenario. If they abolish the police and then bring about their cult, 
as the local officers, we're we are on on a, on a track that heads towards a totalitarian cult could, organ. Could uh, you imagine government driving through a, a town and then they they stop you and you don't know why they're stopping you or what's going on and they throw you in like a prison never to be heard from again because that's yeah. their local. Mm-hmm. And only you can only hope the feds come and get you out somehow. You can't hope the feds are going to yeah. do anything. I mean, that's all you have at look that at point. What, look well, at what Joe Biden is doing. If, if anything, for. you're going to be crossing your fingers that you make your way through a local town. That's crazy. Because if you go through a red state, there's going to be a guy who's like, excuse me, sir, what are you doing here? And you're going to be like, just passing through. And he'll be like, keep mind, your, keep mind to yourself and have a good day. It's the feds who are going to be like, what's your, uh, excuse me, sir, pull over. I, know, I couldn't help but notice you're a white man. Can you give me your pronouns for your, for your citation? What's that? You don't have, oh, you're under arrest. And you go to jail. Then you go to prison. I'm, I'm nervous about this because also because if the local cops do resign, they'll get, they're the ones that would be first in order to get hired by private companies. The, if they're the, resigning though, if they're resigning, that's because it's, it should be a statement of position, right? They don't support this. Crowd. Look, none, no, 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 that, that is all, I think, getting a bit too, uh, too far away from the, the big picture here. The big picture is <laughs> a cop right now can watch their city being burnt to the ground and be like, I don't care. And then when you literally have cops getting, getting, getting arrested and charged, and then they'll look at you and be like, sir, is that a gun? Let's see. Let me check the let me check the Bill of Rights, Second Amendment. Well, we don't need that one. You're under arrest. That's amazing to me that they would that that cops will swear off the Constitution and then look at it and go, oh, whatever. Guess not. Meanwhile, they can't arrest the extremists. The charges get dropped. The left uses the fact the charges are being dropped as evidence they're morally right and the state is wrong. And they have two billion dollars worth of damage in only a few cities over the past year with all the damage and destruction. Then you're going to get people like Juan Williams on Fox News saying cities didn't burn down. That's a lie. Right. People truly people don't believe that that happened. Truly people in Washington, D.C. believe that the boarded up businesses on January 5th were because that the MAGA rioters had come through the city all summer and destroyed everything. They true, like, honest to God, truly believe it to the point where I present them with alternative facts, as in, I was literally there, I saw with my own eyes, like, not hearsay, and they're like, whatever, block me on Facebook. Like, they just literally cannot accept the fact that that was the case. You need only, what, what was it, who said this? I don't know if it was like a, a Linsky or Marx or something. You need like 11% of the population to adhere. Maybe it wasn't those guys. Maybe it was a different researcher. You need like 11% of the population to adhere to an ideology to take mm. over the entire country. Because regular people, they will sell their own mothers. Like, I, I, I genuinely believe the cops who remain in like Minneapolis and, and, and these cities are the kind of people that would sell their mom for a quick buck. I feel the urge myself to criticize some of the law enforcement today, but I also feel the urge to defend some of them. There is something to be said for wanting to try to do your best to make change from the inside. And you can't, you can't you can't make change from the inside when you're under the boot of, of of corrupt politicians. True, but there are, and I know them personally. There are still good people who are police officers who are trying to uphold the Constitution, who are trying to do the best, but they're being forced into untenable situation. And it soon, soon, very soon is going to come a point which they have to decide whether or not they're going to make a statement by resigning, or it's already happening, or. Maybe they have to go undercover in a sense and like subvert their own views outwardly in order to be in a position to make change at some point in time. A sleeper cell, if you will. Throughout the country, we are seeing the good cops saying, no, I won't do this. Yeah. 
And in many cities, many major Democrat urban metros, they're saying, <laughs> you give me a stick, I'll beat my own mom with it. I don't care. Just give me a paycheck. I'll do whatever you say for money. That's what they're doing. You get that guy on CNN, the DC Capitol cop, going, oh, you know, and doing that interview. These, these, these are, these are, these are, look, corrupt people exist. There's a lot of them. The good cops, in my opinion, have said no and are refusing to abide by this insanity. And then you have, you, you have, I guess, the banality of evil in those who are like, if we just get through the storm, it'll be okay. So I'll do it. They tell me for now, but maybe things will get better. Meanwhile, the politicians are getting worse. The cases keep happening. The system is being destroyed. There's no justice. Why are, why, why is the system being propped up? At this point, I'm just like, we, we need personal responsibility back. We need, the, the sooner we have personal responsibility, the sooner communities know that they're responsible for themselves, the better. But it's not going to happen so long as you have people who want a paycheck who aren't going to back, who aren't going to back down. It's like a, well, that's never going to change. So what are we going to do? You can always pay people. I mean, hell, we didn't, we, right. that's, that's our the revolution was, was, was like fought in part by hired guns. The Hessians. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing some German hired guns to help yeah. us out. Uh, so the issue, the, the bigger picture issue right now is yeah. no. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Community in this country. No willingness to stand up for your ideals, your principles, and your, your fellow countrymen. Well, there are a number of counties, let's say, in a local state here nearby, Virginia, for example, who decided to stand up to their own governor and their own legislature when they were trying to pass laws that would infringe on the Second Amendment. They put out statements. They said, we will not honor these laws. We will not respect these laws. West Virginia even passed a resolution saying these counties in Virginia that want to maybe you want to secede from your blue psychopath, blackface, aborting, baby killing, Emmer effort, Northam in Virginia. Maybe you want to secede from that state. You can join us in West Virginia. I think there are still jurisdictions where you can find the kind of people that are going to uphold the Constitution and do what we think is the right thing to do. Right. I'm talking about the major urban metros. Yeah. Well, they're toast. Right. So I'm not, I'm not talking about cops in, in West, I'm not talking about sheriff's departments or oh, cops okay. in West Virginia. It's or a I'm useful in, distinction. I right, right, right. I'm, I'm talking about in Minneapolis where like they're right. sitting there in a burning building going, this is fine. <laughs> I'm like, dude. It's the beam. <laughs> get out. Stop letting them get, like do these things. And so the other, the other big issue is especially with the federal government with what we saw with, you know, with Giuliani. Look what the FBI is doing to these people. Some of these bumbling dotards who like walked through a door confused and bewildered at the Capitol. Some people, a, a large portion, did storm their way in and were fighting cops. There's a video I watched from the FBI where like a guy grabs a cop's mask and is shaking his head violently. And I'm like, that's messed up. That guy should get arrested. Don't do that. But there are some people who are bewildered, befuddled, and just like walked through an open door waving a little American flag while the cops waved them and guided them in the building. And the FBI is like, Shit, tell us who these people are. We're going to arrest all of them. You ain't seen nothing yet. And then Antifa shows up and burns down a bunch of buildings. And they're like, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. So it's, it's, it's not, not all right. It's not all right. The system is completely broken. The cult is taking over. And they're, and, and with Biden in power as, as president going after Giuliani. Oh, there it is. So people like to say, 
I wonder if the reason why many of these lefties are like, Tim talks about civil war is because they don't want you to, they don't want people to realize we're in one. We are in a cold civil war. That cold doesn't mean it's not happening. Cold means it's being, it's not being fought with live ammunition. When the government steps up and starts arresting or, or seizing the, the cell phone of the, of the former president's lawyer, like, okay, Dude, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is, it was but, the but Patriot it, Act. But it is being fought with live ammunition because when we write the ammunition, ammun- cop chop, <laughs> cop chop <laughs> thing, <laughs> aluminum <laughs> ammunitions. Yes, Continue, please. When history is written about this, they're going to include Ruby Ridge in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. in the chronology of this experience, right? Yeah. That is a hot conflict, right? Well, you've also got Antifa, Black Lives Matter, and Proud Boys, and right-wing groups, and the clashes. And totally. Do, so it's, do, do take two to the chest. And so as you've talked about, I've talked about plenty. It's definitely fourth or fifth generation warfare. This is exactly what's happening, where you've got disparate, decentralized groups acting in, uh, in, in accordance or sort of in coherence, uh, trying to achieve a plausible promise that can be achieved. They come together. They work towards that promise. It works or it doesn't. Then they dissipate and they come back together again. We saw the network alliance this last summer between the corporations, the radical left, the BLM, and Antifa. We see a little bit of that splintering after the election with Antifa still being like, F Biden, we want anarchy, all this stuff, but nobody's really paying too much attention to that part. So the Civil War is on, man. It's on. Dude, the Patriot Act basically set the stage. I, I remember when that got signed and thinking, like, this is so ridiculous. Like, not I didn't laugh, but I was like, this is this is so insane that now the government has the right to just, like, bust in my door and throw me in Guantanamo Bay. They don't, but, like I said, there are people who are going to be like, there's going to be some, you know, federal agent looking at this going, man, this is crazy. Do you see the thing they just signed? And then the door opens up. Hey, Johnson, go beat the crap out of that guy and throw him in prison. You got it, boss. Yeah, but it took 18 years. Like, it wasn't acted on the, for the, the first what decade I'm, or two. What, Obama was what, like, what I'm saying is they don't need it. They could go right now to the average cop and be like, brutally beat that person. And they'll say, okay. They'll just do it. It, it, it really concerns me that they legalized that kind of thing. And then they waited like 15 years. And now they're starting to do these like. Ian, oh, Ian, going after I gotta stop. Giuliani. Let me let me stop you again. That's irrelevant. Well, you 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 they going after Giuliani is with or without the Patriot Act, right? The but point is the political our culture targets the, the the community in this country, the culture in this country has been shattered a long time ago, and now you've got people saying, "I don't care, I will enforce whatever you say." It's just easier that way. People wonder why. You know, just following orders in, in, in World War II Germany. Why would they do it? Because, man, people don't care. They literally don't care. There's no principle behind many of these people. Now, hold on. A lot of these cops, they quit. A lot of them say, I, I, wouldn't, I don't want to do this. But many of them who remain don't care. And I know there's a lot of them probably conflicted. But it's not just about the police. It's about federal law enforcement. It's about people in the military who would, would, would show up and follow whatever order because well, I don't know what you know. I, I don't have the information. You know, I, I, I've talked. I, I've, I've lived on a few different military uh, bases. Uh, used uh, well, just off of Eustis, and I briefly was crashing in Fort Carson because I have family who was there, and I asked some of the uh, lower, you know, enlisted guys and, and men and women if you were told to, if you were given the order to shoot somebody, would you do it? And they were like, "Well, yeah." Like, you don't have all the information. They don't give you a pamphlet like identifying the individual and what's going on. They say, stop that person now. You do. 
So it's not an issue. It's, it's the banality of evil. It is not that individuals are like, I'm going to be evil today. It's their boss comes in and says, go arrest Ian. They go, you got a boss. Yeah, well, they're like, wait, they're like, hold on, sir. Is this in triplicate? Okay, it's in triplicate. All right, I got it. I'll That's do it like then. the um, the ape. We're like ancestors of apes. We're just these like, we're, we're really barely out of Would like, you say saltwater monkey bodies? Yeah, basically. <laughs> the animal kingdom, man, we're in it. We are animal. Whether we want to think of ourselves as like this evolved thinking machine that isn't an animal anymore. We're, Who thinks we're of themselves animals. as that, dude? And, I think of myself as top of the food yeah, chain. And That's what I think. <laughs> we're communal animals. And so we tend to follow the herd and the pack, and we go where their food is going to be. And so when when they threaten to take away the money or the food i mean that's scary well not only that but you touched on the real issue social exile social shame fear of being excluded fear of becoming the worst thing possible a member of the out group because you will die alone in the woods that's right don't want to be the out group doesn't even matter what the out group is you don't want to be it bro and so as long as the cult has corporate press no matter how much they lie People are desperate to follow the narrative of the of the, the you know the dude playing the the, the Pied Piper. Bro, you got to give it to him, man. They won, they won. All the media, all the institutions, all the narrative, it's big tech, they big tech corporations, the government, the narratives, your thought processes, your value system, everything. They won. They totally won. It will now take people willing to be part of the out group in order to fight back against this. And that willingness to be part of the outgroup involves being financially in the outgroup, economically in the outgroup, politically in the outgroup, socially in the outgroup. You have to be willing to be a pariah and an independent operator in order to withstand what's happening and just to survive and maintain your sense of self and your, and your sense of identity. But to fight back, holy crap, you need to be able to amass resources. You need to be able to amass teammates in a way that's still outside of the system. You're not going to go down to your local college and like round up a bunch of guys that are going to see things the way we do. And most people are going to duck and say, I hope the fire passes overhead. And then within a few weeks, there's a burnt crisp. Could you imagine books. they're like, uh, you're no longer allowed to have a bank. But you need to pay property taxes on your house. Can't pay. Don't have money. They're We're doing take your that house. already. Yeah. Then they seize property. Yep. So you try and be outside the system, but the system's still going to come for you unless you're on some distant planet, which isn't feasible at this stage. Of unless people start speaking up, refusing to participate in a game in which they know their opponents are cheating. But instead, they're like, eh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm good for now. I'll just shut up and just take what I can get. You're right. Speaking up is key. But also building like... The Founding Fathers, we kind of talked about this before the show. They they spent a, two decades writing it out, like creating... Oh, a, it was like a century. Yeah. Like organizing a, a database and a plan. So in addition to speaking up to have the basic, you know, the we, technology, basically. You know what I was really feeling jealous of earlier was like in the old days, like the really old days, you could be like, I hate this place. I'm out of here. And you could just roll off to some wilderness. Yeah. There's nowhere. There's nowhere to go now. Every place has been conquered. Every place has well, been conquered. Well, it's not entirely true. What? Where are you going to go where there's lawlessness, where you could set up your own country? I mean, set up your own country? If you're one person and you kind of want to be left alone, Mexico's got a lot of territory. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of places in Mexico where you can go and kind of do your thing. There's that anarchist place. You know, what, what state is that that Luke loves? 
uh, in Acapulco? No, no, that's just the name Anarchapulco. of yeah, I don't know. That's just the name that's of a like festival. a conference. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a, like a, a southwestern. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. But Luke is like it's it's anarchy. This this town kicked out the government and the cops, and now it's total anarchy. Well, that's cool, but they better have a lot of guns. The they time do. The, the narcs, the narco uh, narco terrorists want to roll through there and take back their power. You better be able to defend yourself. But what do the people have that they would want? That's Doesn't matter. My point is, is like where truly can you just go and chill? Not really. I mean, anywhere. I mean you tell me. Build an island. All right. The Yukon then- <laughs> Territory. Alaska. Yeah, that's probably true. Alaska's rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, you can just stroll up to the middle of Alaska and just bu- t- take a bus in there and then live in an old bus and then eat the wrong colored seeds <laughs> and die. Yep. You know that Shout right? out to, what was that movie? Into the Wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can sad. go to Alaska, man. It's Alaska. beautiful. A lot of fish. Still got that fun. Still got the FBI in Alaska. Yeah, but they're not going to go up to Alaska and bother you if all you do is fish all day and you mind your own business. But if you speak up, if you're loud, they might start looking for you. Yeah, but that's you. you in, like, I'm, I'm saying if you want to just get away and you're like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, ain't nobody's going to stop you. You can easily just go up to, I mean, dude, you can go to the middle Wyoming. of Nebraska even. Yeah. There's definitely. Sure, I mean, eventually someone might knock on your door and they'll be like, I'm just some dude eating the fish. Like, leave me alone. And they probably will. I think there's a movement to make sure that it gets harder and harder to get a, to run away. Mm-hmm. To, you still got to pay property taxes in Alaska, bro. I yeah. bet. I bet. Unless you're just some dude who lives in a bus. <laughs> I get. I get it though. If you have a family, but but to your point about being able to just up and leave, you yeah. can. It's just really, really hard. Yeah. It was really hard to get in a boat and cross the Atlantic and you know land on the eastern shore of the of the of the New World. Is really, really hard. Hope you brought a sword because there's going to be some wild animals and you got to figure out your food right when you get here. So maybe you do the same thing now. Yeah. I mean, look, it's not even that buy some land in the, in the middle of nowhere. It's not going to be that expensive. And Alaska pays you when you live there. I'm pretty sure that would cover your property taxes if you got like a couple acres. But that's only going to help you dip out if you really want to change the system and organize. I mean, you could do it under the radar, like with encryption and like, you know, networks that aren't seen no, the, I don't even know that's you know exists. how they did it in the old days the old 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 days ancient days like the philosophers they wrote their messages in what they call esoterically where they would say one thing up here but the real message was under here for the people that could parse yeah. it and they were still able to manage like talking about philosophy and politics Revelation. at the same time as like existing in a political state where philosophy often challenges the, the political state, right? Because you're talking about politics, right, in most of the cases. And and this was a, a style of communicating that was able to mask the underlying message. So we're going to have to get better at that, that's for sure. Instead let me, of just being let, 280 characters, it's like, I'm gonna, sedition! I'm, I'm going to rain on the parade of everybody. Just, what parade? There's no parade! You're going to rain on my funeral! <laughs> so there there are people who still are like, no, you know, I'm going to rain on the parade of those who have what little optimism left. Oh, oh right, okay, let's Let's, let's, shove those black holes down their throats. Let's let's just make the rain. It's it's not just rain on the parade. It's acid oh, rain. Geez. It's acid <laughs> hail. Stuff on fire. It's, it's hailing. There's lightning. <laughs> a lot of friction. The so wind great. is kicking up. Oh, geez, People like are Mars. standing there. Their skin is peeling. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that uh, <laughs> the illegal immigrants in this country have their have votes represented in the presidential election? Yep. I did not. I did not know that. It's very simple. The Electoral College is comprised of uh, – it, it's, it's, it's basically however many states, how many representatives they have, they get an electoral vote. Illegal immigrants are counted towards representation in Congress. So when California says sanctuary state and starts bringing in as many people as possible and incentivizing it with free health care like they did for people under 26, they then say, now we have 
7 million people. We'll take 10 congressional seats and 10 electoral votes, please. And it works. That means figure out how many illegal immigrants are in this country. Now, they may not be directly voting, but so long as they live in California, we're not a direct democracy. We do not win the presidency off the popular vote. So it doesn't matter necessarily if an individual casts the vote. It matters if the state chooses who to vote for. And if the state has more congressional seats because they allow illegal immigrants into the country, well, then they have more, more it is of greater likelihood that the Democratic president can win because California has an obscene amount of congressional representation because they, not necessarily because of illegal immigration. I was actually reading um, Center for Immigration Studies, which the left calls like far right. Hmm. And they don't say it's actually that much. It's like one extra vote. But that still matters in the context of what I'm talking about. You want to talk about a collapse in the system. You want to talk about Joe Biden going after his political rivals, you know, Donald Trump's lawyer. How, how long has it been that this system that you could be not a citizen and still influence the presidential election. And so what happens then, because of that simple fact, the Democratic Party is incentivized to get more congressional representation. Right now, Trevor Noah from The Daily Show has a segment where he's saying, 89 people? 89 people in New York didn't fill out their census? Come on, men. And now all of a sudden we lose a congressional seat. That's how important it is. And an electoral vote. It's not about, you know, voter fraud or people voting. It's about congressional representation and the electoral college. That's what you get when you have more people. This isn't the first time, though, that the United States has based their electoral votes on non-voting populations, right? No, of course. Right. Yeah. Slavery, obviously, is the very first good example of that. Uh, dude, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling all that. And that's exactly why when uh, Donald Trump proposed in the 2020 census to actually ask people who were being counted if they were citizens of the United States that the left freaked out about that. Whenever the left freaks out about something that is perfectly rational, like, are we counting citizens here or are we just counting every schlub that walked across the street? Because it determines how many votes we have in Congress and all these things. When they're freaking out about something that's perfectly rational, then you know it's part of their their game plan. All right. I'm going to do a 180 now. And I'm going to I'm, I'm going to 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 be a rain of sunshine on your oh, parade. God, bring it. The sky is clearing up. The acid rain is going away. Quick People flash. are are now looking up at the sunlight. <laughs> I don't trust although it their acid acid rain riddled skin is being hurt by the sunlight. They're still smiling to see it. I'm going back underground now. No, you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna love this one, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. We got this amazing story. Check this out. Yes. Project Veritas has an update in their lawsuit with the New York Times. And the New York Times is tripping over themselves and taking a dump on their own credibility in a desperate attempt to stop James O'Keefe. It's glorious. So James put out an update video. The defense the New York Times is going with is that they have no idea what's going on. Oh. They didn't actually investigate James O'Keefe or his story. They didn't talk to any, any people involved or ask anyone for comment. It was a bunch of opinions and they... They're completely ignorant of anything that happened in this case. This is their without malice part of the argument. But this means that James O'Keefe has just taken an axe to the base of the fake news narrative tree. Yep. In, his, in, in the Veritas video, they point out how after the New York Times says this, USA Today cites the New York Times saying Project Veritas is part of the coordinated disinformation. Then you get Wikipedia and you get Twitter Facebook all running the same story and banning this based on the on the fact that the New York Times said it was true. And now the New York Times has admitted in no uncertain terms in a court of law. One, 
it was just our opinion. Two, we didn't actually follow up on any of this story. And three, we honestly have no idea what's going on anyway. That's malicious. Yeah. Well, well malicious well, is a reference to knowing it's false. Right. So what they're saying is we're totally clueless about this story. I, so it can't be malice. Maybe not malice. Um, what would you call it? Not when, legal malice. When you just like fire a gun everywhere without looking and then it hits somebody. Negligence? Yeah, negligence. Uh, evincing a depraved mind. And, and uh, negligence yeah. was the word I was looking for. Negligence? Is that illegal? Can you hit someone on negligence? What I love Legally. is that all these news organizations take the same tact. It's like, oh, we're not actually reporting facts. We don't actually investigate stuff. We're just talking. It's fair. It's We're true. just speculating. It's like willful negligence. It's one thing when Tucker Carlson is defending himself in a suit and says it's an opinion show that no one should take seriously or whatever. It's another thing when the New York Times runs a fact-based news story in their main news section and has to admit to the court these are not opinion writers. These are news reporters who published in the news section unverified opinions that they did not investigate anyway. So they're either malicious or incompetent, dumb or diabolical. Yes. All the things that we've been talking about for years now coming to the forefront. But guess who's going to care? Guess how much traction that story is going to get? Guess how much of an impact that's going to make in American people's minds that the New York Times admits that they don't fact check, they don't research, they don't investigate the stories that they put out as fact. How much influence is that going to have? None. <laughs> <laughs> that much, guys. That much. Are you? Are Got you, your neck. Are, are you making a, a? No, it's a neck. It's a neck thing. It's a neck thing. Did you see the story of the Jeopardy contestant <laughs> who did the three pointer hand sign because yeah. he won three times, and they started screaming he was a white supremacist. Oh my gosh. This poor. You know what's funny is that this guy could win Jeopardy and still not understand the context of the okay right. gesture. Definitely. It's not. like, dude, you 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 read trivia all day. Certainly, you read the news story about right. why you don't make that because that's sign. certainly trivial. So Project Veritas still, this is good because it is part of the battle and Veritas is suing Twitter as well and CNN and they're probably going to win Yes, and it's going to empower Veritas more and it at least, you know, someone is fighting back and having a good go at it. However, regular people watching CNN won't hear it and the people who already like Veritas will and be like, good, but it's a tool for all of you. If you're somebody who is sick and tired, yes, you, Ian. No, him. No, Jack. <laughs> Jack. If you are somebody who has friends and family, and I know it's difficult because a lot of people are like, my parents, my friends, they won't watch the stuff. They won't read the news anyway. They don't want to hear it. It's one more thing we can be like, oh, hey, look at that. The New York Times admits they don't actually fact check their stories. At the very least, you can do this. Dude, they won't even believe it, though. You could read it to them. Yeah. New York Times, in the New York Times, them saying they don't, they won't even believe it. But no, 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 no. It's all about how you present it. If you go to a family member, let's say you got a Joe Biden supporting family member, and you go to them and go, Biden is awful. You know, I'll tell you why. I can't believe you vote for him. And you argue with him. They're like, get out of here. Get, I don't, I don't, get, out, get out of here. But if you walk up to him and you go, do you see that crazy thing, that, that, that lawsuit or something? The New York Times apparently admitted they don't even fact check their stories. Weird, huh? And that's it. That's all you say. Yeah. That's neutral. That's good. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. And then they're like, what does that mean? They're like, I don't know. I guess I'll subscribe to USA Today or something because, yeah. And you don't, you don't make it a big thing. You don't tie it to things. You just tell them outright. So, so you're sitting there and you're like, did you hear about that story uh, the other day? Like, I guess, like the New York Times got sued and then they came out and just admitted they, their, their news stories have, a, have unverified opinion. They're not fact checking. Man, that's crazy. I guess 
you know, I'll probably just, you know, take a different paper, I guess. That's crazy, man. You know, at the Washington Post, they used to do fact-checking of the president. They stopped doing that. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Something to do with Joe Biden. Yeah, something to do with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's president now. We don't need to fact-check him because he's not yeah. actually really saying those things. They just announced that today? They just announced that today. Because they don't think it's actually Joe Biden. No, it's whoever's writing his talking points, so therefore wow. they don't need to fact-check the president. Okay, guys. Hey, George Bush went into Iraq, but you know what? It was based on the information of other people that they gave him. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No one needs to be held responsible for anything anymore because Uncle Joe, <clears throat> Papa Joe, he president now and everything's okay. okay. Yeah, I love these tweets from the, the, the establishment lefties who are like, I woke up on Sunday and everything was great because Trump didn't tweet. And it's like you, you open the news and it's like Joe Biden bombed Syria or whatever. <laughs> right. Did he bomb Syria already? No, he didn't, right? There's no, no, no. That, I believe I believe that, that they did. And I believe. Oh, they did. Yep. And there was right. also uh, a, a shot fired at an Iranian ship. I believe. <laughs> yeah. I remember that right. because I tweeted that one out. I said, Orange that's, Man that's Orange right. Man made me do it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, Biden air, Biden launched an airstrike against Syria yeah. one month into his presidency. Right. Right, yeah, right, exactly. So it's like, you know, these people are all cheering. And yeah, have you seen that commercial where the woman, she's working at a shop, and the, 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 the flowers in the shop are talking to her, and she's singing, and it's like Disney. Yes. And then the puddle goes, I'm going to put Lisa on crutches. And then everything turns back to normal, and she goes, what? And then the guy's like, you know, you got to get crutches, man. And it's, you know, an insurance commercial or something. It's a good commercial. But I see that and it reminds me of like these these Biden people who are now posting Biden sucks. You know, Biden voters posting their L's. This is a Twitter account for this. And it's the people who are like during the election going like, yeah, and they're all like singing Good Morning Starshine or whatever and holding hands under the rainbow. And then a month in, they're like, everything is dark and gloomy and, and awful. And, the, and there's, a, there's a dark filter on the lens that makes you just feel miserable. You know what's interesting? I thought that being right would make me feel good. <laughs> no. It being, really, really does. It, it, feel worse. Worse. it <laughs> makes me feel worse. It's being part of the crowd that makes you feel good. Yes. Being right when, when everything's people, going so wrong when, every step if, of the way, if, it's like... If you have a lot of people with you, agreeing with you, and acknowledging that you're right, it helps. Bro, feel good. I have 108,000 now Dude. people on Twitter yes. agreeing with me largely, and it still doesn't help. It a makes lot, me feel terrible like being a, right. A lot of the greatest people in history died po- in poverty. They were hated throughout their lives. They were persecuted. They were like Socrates was made to drink poison. He, and it, they weren't accepted, but that doesn't make them wrong. So maybe you're one of those people. Well, I'm definitely not in poverty, so I'm winning. Socrates got yeah. you, buddy. You're doing better than the soap. Great. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's kind of it's kind of worrying to me that we've built a culture, of, uh, a society of people who are desperate to just be a part of the crowd. You would think we'd be past no, that. No, 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 no. That's not as we didn't build a society that does that. That's human nature, yeah. bro. That's human nature everywhere, all across time, all across everything. Why? Because we thrive in small groups. Yeah, but look at Sparta, dude. Those people were nuts. Yeah, but they had the opposite. We don't want to go that direction either. But I'm saying, like, that you can build a society that's like, I mean, they would like, what what would they do? Wouldn't they like test babies? Age? Yeah, they would get, they would kill any sick babies. No, but wouldn't wouldn't they like hold them underwater or something? I don't know. Or some some ridiculous where it was like, if the baby survived, it was strong enough. Warrior. Keep warrior. Kids would fight in the military from age uh, either six or eight to thirty. Every every Spartan was in the military for me. See, I'm not all, I'm not all about that. They were trained, but we have the opposite, where it's like you know you, you've seen Idiocracy, right? <laughs> yes, those those that. those that reproduce the most win. So it's like you combine Idiocracy with Wall-E, where you have all the people just morbidly obese in hover chairs, and that's what we've been for a long time. We've been a nation of just 
life's too good, too easy, no conflict, no challenge, no struggle. And it is, it's our own, well, I'd say it's our own fault, but I wasn't alive. And I think, you know, we here on this show are, are, you know, trying desperately to get people to care about the future of this planet and, 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 and things like that. But there are people of previous generations. I guess it's, you know, good men. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Maybe the hard times are going to make some strong men in the next generation. That, Things will turn around. That American dream where they're like, I'm just going to get my own little plot of land and everyone else can screw off and I'll protect my family and everyone else goodbye. That's that's not good because what? What, what that's done is created like this subsect what? of plutocrats that are like, I'm going to protect myself and let the rest of society no, suffer. No, 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 no. The number one factor to resist tyranny is the power to feed and protect yourself. Well, if you have land and you can feed yourself, that is the best protector against tyranny there ever was. That is yeah. why Rome, it was a big deal to have land and take care of yourself. And as soon as they stopped, as soon as like land owning stopped being as dispersed as it was, warriors and soldiers couldn't own land anymore or it stopped becoming a requirement uh, in order to be a uh, uh, in the army. Land holding got consolidated by wealthiest aristocrats, and the people didn't have land to take care of themselves. That's the problem. In America, if we everybody was homesteading, if everybody could have their own food, their own energy, their own warmth, their own land, their own security, well, that is a mighty so, fine resistance to tyranny. So you're saying it's like when the wealthy took away the ability of the regular people to have land and survive, they became dependent upon that system. Yes. So where are you leading me, Tim? I don't, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I'm thinking about this, and I'm, I'm wondering if what if what if the workers of the world united? United. Oh, I see. Now workers I of the it. world. Okay. I do. I, that was too gentle. You were just you were just drawing me in there. You're like, what are you doing? No. How about this? Farmers of the world unite. Farmers. That's better. I'll elaborate. No, no. On hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. See, I, I see they, they take that statement, workers of the world unite. And it's become a bad thing because of the darkness that's that that's behind it. The exploitation, to the but regular working people agreeing to defend each other from exploitation and the corrupt political elites is not a bad thing. No, the bad thing is when the corrupt political elite says, "Hey, I'm, we're going to get all the workers to unite now. Just do as I'm do do as you're told." <laughs> Or else. Exactly. That's the problem. To clarify the American dream or whatever of having your own land and protecting and having, and how that's a problem is that I think that some people just stop there and that's it. And then they don't care about other people. And, and so they, they're okay if other people are suffering. Like, well, he arrested that guy. It's not my problem. And the isolationist mentality that kept us out of World War II, for instance. So there's more to it. Yeah. You want your own property and your own, your own food, but you have to think about and care for others. I know. It's not like you don't want to politicize it and, and make people do it, but we need to do that. What's funny is, is about when people do have their own land and their own sustenance and their own heat and their own protection, the need to actually engage with and care about other people and, and your interaction with other, it, it just, it, it de- decreases, right? It's that, con- it's that connectivity, especially over long range distances uh, to bring us all together into this proximity that we're not accustomed to. 
This is actually part of the problem. And that's why they want everybody to have guns. So in a good in the good way. Right, right, yeah. right. You if you have your property, you don't really you know, have you guys seen the you've seen the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson? Yeah. Yes. What an amazing movie. Yeah. But the British hate it apparently because it makes them look like villains. But well, oh, the British! It was yeah. pure propaganda. But but, it was but, good. but but there's that there's that scene where Mel Gibson's like, "We're going into town," and they're like, "Oh, we're going into town because you don't go into town. Right. Like you live on a farm, you work, you do nothing but work. Going to town was like a rare thing before the telephone. But so right, right. It's like the, a mail carrier has delivered a mail, and you're, everyone gathers around. What is it? What's the message? Oh man, because I'll, 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 I've, been, I've been looking at chickens for six months. <laughs> Give me something to read. But so what, what happens is back then, everybody needs to be, be ready and able to defend themselves because how if if someone starts invading your your land, how will you get word out to the, the local militia to the community? You got to be ready and able to defend yourself. Then when conflict starts, word will spread eventually, and then people can start mobilizing. But in the meantime, you need to be able to have to have you you, you need to keep and bear arms. I'm, I'm going to agree with Ian a little bit on this one because this is actually something I've really been thinking about, and I'll explain myself. Lame, so hear me out. So this is like the underlying idea. Okay, so this is a problem that I've actually watched. You can make fun of me. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm making fun of Ian, but I love Ian. We know this. It's fine. Okay, let me, let me, let me finish. Right. Okay, so this is the underlying issue, I think, in like the Libertarian Party and to some extent in the conservative movement is that this idea of the individual is so much higher than every other ideal. And I understand how important that is, and I fully respect and appreciate that. That's crucial. But Ian is right that we need to have that community. And Tim just talked about that. He's like, you need to be able to defend yourself. You need to be able to gang up with other people when it's time to rise to the occasion and fight the bad guys. That's right. Like, a well-regulated militia. Exactly. Like, that's a group, you know? Yeah. And by regulated, I think we mean trained and equipped, right? Yes. Functioning. Functioning. I, 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 it doesn't necessarily mean trained. It just means functioning. Functioning. Yeah, so uh, in the Patriot. I love the end where I think it's Cornwallis. He goes, he's like, uh, what, what does he say? Like, are my eyes deceiving me or is that militia forming at their center? Yeah, because the militia weren't trained. They were right, but, but they were oh, functional. They were, up. they were functional. They had weapons. They, 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 could, they could follow orders. They could generally cooperate in such a way, but they were not trained. I got to say, man, it's really funny when you look back at history and you're like, why would anyone fight a war that way? You know what I mean? Like marching with drummers. There was a meme on Reddit and they were like, Someone said, I cannot understate the, the absurdity of the fact that armies had drummers marching into battle, just playing a drum like, dude, you're going to die. What are you doing? It, not careful allocation of resources, I guess. That was before radio. That was how they communicated with troops. Yes, They'd be like, they turn right. And, yeah. and the horns. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the horns and the flags and all that stuff. So they knew where to go because you couldn't hear someone yell. But the crazy thing is people need to realize this. Man, you, we're all really standing on the shoulders of giants. The crazy thing is that if you took the average person and dropped them, like brought them back in time a few thousand years, they certainly aren't going to be building nuclear fusion reactors or probably even very complex machines. But they know what a wheel is. They know what a gear is. They know how to make bread. I I assure you, not good bread, Hmm. but you take the average person, how do you make bread? Like, I don't know, flour, water, an egg or something. (laughs) They'd figure it out really quickly because they've seen it. Whereas thousands of years ago, people would be like, what's bread? Take a regular person, they'll be like, see that stuff? Mash it up, and they'll mash it up very poorly, mix it with some water, and then put it over a fire, and they'll get some crappy bread. But to everyone else, it would be shocking. And they can be like, check it out, a wheel. There's basic things that we know simply because we've grown up in a world where we stand on the shoulders of giants. So when it comes to warfare, it seems obvious to us. What kind of moron would just march in a field very slowly and then just stand there? Why weren't they taking cover? 
know, take the, it for granted. The transition between like sword based, you know, infantry battles and the rifle based battles were bad ones. Look at what happened in the Civil War. Civil War, we were using old school techniques of, of, of like some fronts and like storming at each other and all that with these guns and cannons. With percussion cap revolvers. Right. And, and so many people died. So many people died. And I think that's one reason why we didn't get involved in World War I as soon, as soon as the other countries, because we had a very visceral memory of what it was like to use stupid-ass old techniques against modern war weapons. And so many people died, just like they did in World War I. It was, it was tra- travesty. France, they would, they would get out of the trenches and charge towards machine guns, which is the first time they'd ever been used in war. I mean, wow. the modern machine guns. And you've seen Gallipoli. Mode. Have you seen the movie Gallipoli with Mel Gibson no. when he's like 18? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, you have got to watch that. Yeah, what's it about? Uh, it's about him in the Australian infantry, and they're in Turkey. It's near the end of World War One, and it's about him as a courier trying to stop. I don't want to ruin it. Trying to stop a rush coming out of the trench into the, into oh, the like, machine guns. Oh, it's like 1917. Yeah, it's like that. Have you seen? Have you seen? Have, have you seen? I, I saw not, here it's I one of the best. That movie's awesome. Amazing. The whole movie is in the style of a single shot, oh, no really? breaks, and it follows. Yeah, two two infantrymen like going it through. It's it's World War One. Yeah. yeah, World War One, and it's and it's it's amazing. So good. Yeah, so the, the camera does have cuts. They do things where like it goes past a tree, but. The time is it, it's real time. Oh, Fascinating. Dude, the movie's amazing. And it, it's it's similar story. So in that regard, the fact that we're fighting our conflicts now with China and internally in a fourth or fifth generation warfare situation with economics, information, morality, emotions, all these kind of things rather than just force on force, eh, there's a there's a little bit of evolution there. It reminds me of that old Star Trek, right? Where they're just like, We're at war with this planet. And, uh, okay, we've decided there will be this much calc, you know, this much casualties in this war. And they just send people off to their little death camps and stuff. Star of, Trek? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Star Trek. Where they just like calculated the casualties and everybody had to like suffer. And some people just walked off and they didn't actually fight the wars. They just calculated the wars. I don't remember that. Ah, Which series was it? Oh, like original. Original series? Yeah. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone in the chat will bring that Definitely. up. For sure. I, they've <laughs> always... it, it, it reminds me more. Sorry. A, a better analogy, I think, is uh, Zap Brannigan in Futurama when he said that he, he defeated the kill bots by realizing they had a preset kill limit. So he just sent wave after wave of his own men until that limit was reached and then they stopped fighting. Oh, yeah. Sort of like Sherman. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Brutal. What were you going to say, bro? We're all looking at you now. Yeah, we've always used, I don't know if there's an end point to this, but there's, we've always used those techniques that we have now that we call it fifth dimensional war or whatever. There's like generational. Yeah. The love of, you know, fighting fifth for the dimensional soul. war. Yeah. Get ready Traveling for it. through time and space and alternate dimensions. It's not going to feel good. Jack Posobiec's um, next book. False right. flags <laughs> and getting people to fight for something that did, wasn't real, you know, was, was an ancient an ancient thing because if you can as long as you can frenzy people into wanting to do it that's really the well you know what was even easier was like let's just go get rich y'all that was extracting wealth yeah conquests the vikings that's what dude they just went and invaded england just to get gold chalices all right right, now now let's 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 get back on track for a second oh right giuliani well, no, no we, we're talking about, we, we, <laughs> we, we past talked about, we, we, we just, you know, we're talking about Veritas and, and the victory. Oh, right. And I, I want to keep ra- raining down sunshine on people. Oh, because yes. please bring it. started it. really dark. I mean, the Giuliani stuff is freaky. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a secret weapon. Oh. You ready for this ultimate secret weapon? I'm ready. It is the return of MAGA rallies. I'm kidding. It's not a secret yeah. weapon. But Donald Trump is planning, to, uh, 
he may hold MAGA rallies beginning in May, according to a report. He may. The Trump rallies are going to come back. <sighs> and, you know, I jokingly say it's a secret weapon, but it is going to start kicking things back up, getting people back in uh, in, in focus. Maybe not, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some bad people, I guess, but uh, the, the general idea is getting people to center around something, probably something better than, I don't know, just pessimism and black pills. Yeah. I, I don't, man, I, I hate trashing Trump because he's not a horrible human, but I just, I, I don't like that he's the guy. That... <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yep. That's right. He's got, many, he he's got many fatal flaws. Many. Well, one, one of them is this desperate need to be liked. Yeah. yeah. Has to be liked. And as Darren B. very astutely pointed out on our last Friday sessions, check it out. YouTube.com forward slash Jack Murphy live. He was an insider. Trump insider. I also interviewed Amanda Milius at the same time and also a Trump insider. And they both were very honest and very open and candid about the flaws of the Trump administration from the perspective of true MAGA believers who were appointed by the president. Right. So this is an honest assessment as you're going to get. And one of the things that they drilled down on was the fact that Trump needed to be liked. And what that translated into was him saying things like, Oh, there's no, there's, everybody loves us on campus. Oh, there's no, dis, there's no, there's no uh, conflicts in the street. Oh, everybody, everything's great. Everything's great about this. Man, everybody loves socks. us. Right. But at the same time, there was actually violence. You couldn't wear a MAGA hat on campus. There was actually violence at the rallies. There was actually people, you know, attacking other people for supporting Trump. And so his desire to reframe everything as no, they love us actually ran cover for the negative things that were happening uh, on the ground. And so when he makes noises about 2024 or starting the rallies again, I don't get excited. I truly am not excited about that. I, I, I wish I were. I wish there was a 3.0 person who was like ready to be the Trump that we really need now. Uh, but uh, that person hasn't seemed to materialize just yet. And Trump, DeSantis? you know, I, I just don't I, I've watched him in Florida. I don't know too terribly much about him. The people of Florida may not vote for him as president because they want him to stay yeah. governor. You never know. Crazy things have happened. Trump had that star power. He was a well, famous, famous yeah. business mogul. Like who? It'd be like Mark Cuban, Elon Musk. Like who's a Zuckerberg? You know, some crazy. Ugh. Not him, obviously. I mean, he, Trump, <laughs> Trump before he was president is more famous than all three of those guys are now. Yeah. He I was wish so famous. I wish Zuckerberg would have run on the Democratic ticket. That'd be cool. <laughs> In 2020, you know why? <laughs> Because then he would – well, actually, I don't know if he would have won, but it would have been hilarious. To see him try to It would have been the worst possible thing for the people of this planet, <laughs> but it would have been hilarious to have like – you know, Zuckerberg is like a combination of Data from Star Trek and the Joker. He looks like Data. He right, right. He really looks like Data. <laughs> he totally so, does. Oh, so like, uh, like Lore, basically. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, in Star Trek, Lore is Data's brother. Oh, he's yeah. a, another, but he's like megalomaniacal. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't really work. No, no, like Data's. Wait, they did a good twin, bad twin shtick with Data yeah. and his android brother. Well, so the the original, uh, I, I think Lore was first oh. synthetic humanoid w was with emotions, and he became sociopathic. Oh, like so then Data was created without emotions and had to like learn or whatever. Oh. But uh, no, 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 it's, it's not a fair comparison. It would actually be like you know, Data wasn't was a was a good person, you know, struggling and trying to learn how to become human. You you take that element of the very analytical data driven and combine it with the Joker, and you get Mark Zuckerberg. Mm. 
It would have been a hilarious presidency. It'd been awesome. But 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 just he's more powerful him. now. Right. So he didn't want to do it. Yeah. And that's a sad statement when we find out that the corporations are more powerful than the presidency of the United States. That's a problem. You know what libertarians I love? fix let me, let that. Me, let me tell you, I've been having a, I've been having, I've been laughing all day. So uh, <laughs> you may not, you might not know this, but uh, I actually got more heavily involved. Well, let me let me. I got heavily involved in politics through just general activism when I was younger in music, and I worked for nonprofits. But there was a period where I started hanging out at hacker spaces in like 2010, 2011. So I became friends with a lot of very prominent hackers in these in these spaces, hacker spaces. And uh, at the time, Anonymous was really big, the hacker you know collective online, and a couple other groups like Telecomics. Some of these individuals stayed true to their uh, data love and libertarian principles of rejecting authoritarianism. But something really interesting happened. There's a, there's a hacker convention called DEFCON, which is a very prominent, it's like the biggest hacker convention. They also have Black Hat, which is very corporate. And we were watching, like my friends, some of these very prominent, well-known, famous hackers, the woke infestation and activists started coming to the hacker conferences, people who are not hackers at all, who didn't understand the culture, didn't understand the symbols, didn't understand what, it, like literally anything about hacker culture, but they liked the activism that they saw from hackers. So they started coming in. Some of these people at the time were very, very anti-intelligence agency. I mean, there were people screaming and ranting about spying and all that stuff. And something really interesting happened. I think it was a few years ago. Uh, a four, uh, one guy was speaking at DEF CON and made a statement where he was supporting law enforcement. And the audience started clapping and cheering. And he was like, wow, never thought I would give a speech at DEF CON and have people cheer for the federal government. And they were cheering because... He was speaking about Russian interference and things like that. Uh-huh. My favorite thing all day, I've been just laughing, slapping my knee, are some of these hacktivist Antifa people that I know cheering on the FBI right now. And so I've been commenting on their pages. I'm like, I am so glad to see you've been de-radicalized and you're on board with the federal government. You know, I was really worried because you were very anti, you were very extremist anti-government when I knew you. To see you now fully on board with authority and the liberal, you know, the liberal, uh, you know, liberals running the government. It's, 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 it's a good thing. And all of a sudden their brains just like, oh, doo. you broke them. <laughs> Did it work? They're, they're well, re- they're rebooting. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, they'll come back with something else. It won't brains matter. Broke. There's no way to shake people free, even with logic and their own behavior held up to them with a mirror one inch from their face. It's like one out of ten. It takes trauma. Mm. It takes serious trauma where you're where you finally have to admit that your mental model of the world is not leading you into productive outcomes. I I got it. I got it. I got an idea. Uh oh. Here's what you got to do. All right. Acid hail. No. (laughs) Go, go Go to your go to your friends and family. Right. The ones that you know are like. The ones like, that are still talking to me? Yeah, the ones that are like. And be like, do you guys want to go see this, this, this band play? You want to you go see a band? And then when they're like, oh, sure, like, we're going we're gonna to go out and see this big show. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be this famous, uh, you know, saxophonist or something. And then you bring them to a MAGA rally. And then you pull up in the parking lot, you walk up, and they're like, why is everybody wearing MAGA hats? We're like, oh, I don't know. And then you get them in, and then they're standing there, like, what's going on? And all of a sudden Trump comes out, and then they're going to be like, oh, oh, what's that? 
But then they're going to see it's a bunch of regular people, and everyone's going to be smiling. There's going to be babies, and there are people going to be shaking hands. And Donald Trump's going to be, you know, I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. Don't really do that. <laughs> oh, I was like, I was like signing people up in my head, <laughs> visioning in my mind what was going to happen Trick when he starts when he starts going lock her up, lock her up. <laughs> well, I don't think he'll do that now, right? We, Especially because we we Giuliani's going to be in right? jail. We Can't just we just watched earlier the Curb Your Enthusiasm where he, he gets the idea to wear the MAGA hat. Yeah, so it no one will talk. So to good. Yeah. Because he has to, he has to have a meeting. Larry David has to have a meeting with a guy he doesn't like. Yeah. So he gets the idea to wear a MAGA hat, and the guy is like sitting in the restaurant, and he's like, uh, I, "I gotta go, and I don't want to be here." So then, my favorite bit is when he's driving, and he cuts <laughs> off the biker, and the biker is like yelling at him, like, "Ah!" So he pulls over, and then he puts the hat on, and then the biker goes, "Just be more careful next time," and then just leaves. That was a great show. That was good. It's a good show. He he is uh, id unchecked, right? Like just behaving with no regard for anyone yep. else about anything. His fields OFs are fallow as F. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> <David>. yes. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, this is kind of an obvious thing. We When we talk about the Giuliani thing, we didn't even mention the uh, Hunter Biden email laptop thing right? that Giuliani basically spearheaded and popularized as best as he could. Makes me think that it's a political retribution, but I still don't know any of the evidence. Maybe he did something wrong. Dude, we sit here and we look at these facts and we're like, we are so right. We're so right about everything. The insurgents bull crap, the retribution bull crap, the, 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 the like stepping on the constitution, all these things, all the election stuff. We're like, fact, 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 fact. And we are, we are so comfortable in our position. What do you mean? I just, I, I mean, I'm open to challenges and critique, but like, I'm pretty sure that the oh, way we right, see right. the world is accurate. Yeah. But there's a, there's another group of four sitting around right now somewhere doing a podcast right now looking at the same fact pattern and saying a narrative completely opposite 180 of what we're saying. And they feel as secure as we do sure. that they're right. Sure. This is the problem. There's a podcast. It's called like Things You Should Know or something. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. Have you heard of it? No. Nope. Stuff, stuff You Should one. Know. Yeah. Young so, Genociders or something? No, 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 no. It's just like some dude sitting around. <laughs> but I, I listened to one of these episodes. And I, again, I could be wrong about the name of the podcast. But they were talking about like climate change. And then one of the guys is like, dude, like. I mean, fossil fuels are going to run out anyway. Gosh. We need to start doing research. And the other guy goes, like, yeah, dude, like, there's never going to be dinosaurs. You know what I mean? And the guy's like, right, like, fossil fuels are dinosaurs, and we're not going to have more dinosaurs. And then the guy's like, could you imagine if they, like, made a Jurassic Park thing to, like, make more dinosaurs so we can get more oil? And I was like, what the? F- these? What is this? It's a top podcast. Oh, my First God. First of all, we already synthesized petroleum with yeah. algae. It's not dinosaurs. Wow, there's lots of ways. Blue crude. There's lots of ways to make oil nowadays. Yeah, you can yeah. Pressurize we, we, plastic with no oxygen. Well, really, convert it back into converting oil. it back. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I was like, these, these people, they're people who genuinely think petroleum is dinosaurs. Oh my! It's like, it, it, dude, it's it's not. I think I think it's mostly algae anyway. It's just it's just organic matter decomposed for the most part, I believe. But regardless, it's like I just I was reading an article like the week before about an, a breakthrough in synthesized petroleum. It's not really energy efficient to do. It's energy efficient for us to, to take it out of the ground because it's already been created. And maybe there's you know other things we can do. But there are people, when they sit around in their podcast, they talk about stuff. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, they're dumb. They're dumb. They really are dumb. So no, there is no one else that's looking at the facts like we are who Dude. should be as deservedly assured in our positions as we are in ours. It's, 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 <laughs> listen, when I, when I talk to, are we the dummies? No, <laughs> no, we're not. Now are I'll tell you this. Baddies? We may not be correct. Very good. We may not be correct. It may be that we only see the surface layer of the Giuliani FBI thing and below the surface, it could be, man, it could be nuts. For all we know, aliens are involved. I have no idea. <laughs> Top I mean, secret. I mean, true. It was my first reaction to be like, look, the FBI, Department of Justice, a judge signed off on a warrant. Like, we have a system no. in place to make sure that nothing frivolous like this happens. So my first instinct is to be like, man, that Giuliani done effed up somehow. But, but what if but, aliens but, yes. are holding our government hostage? True. And told the judge he had to do it. Yes. Vampire aliens. Vampire aliens. Yeah. The, but who can actually see themselves in mirrors. Yes. Yeah. And that they can teleport. Right. Okay. Yeah. The point I'm making is. <laughs> I'm a gorilla. The re, the, in, 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 yeah. I am. A, the, the reality, though, <laughs> is that there's confidential stuff we don't know about. Definitely. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying I know what the story is. It could very well be that, like, uh, Mission Impossible-like team stole the vial of, you know, the, the gen- from, stole the vial of fuel from the Genesis device, and Rudy Giuliani has a laptop with the file on it doesn't realize it. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. There's a lot of stuff we don't know. So we're sitting here as, as, inform- as informed as we can be. We may be wrong about all of this stuff. For all we know, Russia's secretly at war with, you know, some country, and there's just a whole bunch of stuff we don't know what's going on. But I will tell you, when I listen to these other shows, I can immediately say, they never read that story. They never read that story. They don't know about this conflict. They don't know about that conflict. You look at the stuff with Giuliani right now. I did a segment on it uh, for my main channel. Do you know what the Giuliani stuff is really about? Is It, it said that he was advocating on Syria. behalf of Ukraine. Syria. Well, it's about the pipeline. What's going on Nord with Stream Two? So, so let, let me let me tell you my thoughts. Uh, Do you think that Joe Biden got a prosecutor fired to cover up for his son who was being in, who was facing a potential corruption investigation? Sounds plausible to me. What what I think the issue for a lot of people is, if that's all you know, it sounds like that's what Joe Biden did. However, I think there's a more obvious reason Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. Gazprom has controls a large portion of the natural gas coming into the European Union. That's through Ukraine and is controlled by Russia. So U.S. and Western interests need energy companies loyal to the West, not Russia. And so there's been a series of conflicts. One, the Euromaidan protests and the separatist movement. NATO and its allies, the West, the United States, want control of NATO, uh, want control of Ukraine so that they can control the flow of natural gas into Europe through these pipelines. Russia wants Ukraine and the Trade Federation. Separatist fights break out. So the U.S. goes to Syria and says, maybe we can off- offset this monopoly by building the Qatar-Turkey pipeline. My personal opinion, and I'm lacking a ton of information, is that Joe Biden's intervention in the investigation into Burisma, of which there was an investigation, according to Matt Taibbi, was to protect Western interests, not because the prosecutor was corrupt. The prosecutor likely was loyal to the country of Ukraine, not the United States and, and the European Union, and not necessarily to Russia. But 
an investigation into Burisma was bad for the U.S., so Biden intervenes, and his son was there, incidentally, because the U.S. positioned key figures who are loyal to this country. What's a guarantee? You want someone loyal to the country, you put a, C- a former CIA director, which they did, and the son of a sitting vice president. Now you know this company will always have your back, and you don't got to worry about an Assad saying, nah, I'm with Russia. That makes more sense. Rudy Giuliani starts digging up information into what's going on, and maybe could it, because I'm saying there's so much I don't know underneath the surface, but maybe what was happening was that individuals in Ukraine were giving information to Giuliani and Trump allies that would have shown the U.S. was meddling in the national affairs of Ukraine for U.S. and European interests, not Ukrainian interests. And if Ukrainian people find out about that, they will reject NATO because they don't want to live under a boot ever again. Yes. My opinion. I don't know if it's true or not because I don't have access to confidential information. There's probably a bunch of other stories I haven't seen, but it is a long and complicated story. No, that seems to make sense. Also, Tim, by the way, you... What an encyclopedia of information Thank and God knowledge, you exist. dude. Dude, you, well, so, you read and retain more than most people I've ever met in my whole life. Very impressive. So when we talk about these lefty podcast people who are like, dude, the, 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 Shokin was not, was not a good – he was corrupt. And then it's like, did you read Matt Taibbi's piece on this? No. Why didn't you? I don't know what existed. All right. Well, that's a good excuse, I suppose. I can't blame someone for not knowing because I don't know things that – you know, there are things that exist I don't know about. But Matt, man, did he did he nail this when he did his investigation and he said there was like a dozen active investigations against Burisma and this corrupt this corrupt guy who flees the country. And so to say that there was no investigation, you know, you know, I'm gonna say this, guys, intelligence bros who are watching this show. I'm sorry. I just think you're bad at what you do now. Now, hold on. Hold on. You're probably really good at what you do by your standards and by relative standards. But I just think I could do a better job. Like, if you wanted to actually convince people of U.S. interests and, like, why it's important to have more energy flowing into the European Union, particularly because the European Union, one of its goals is to compete against China because they needed European countries unified. I mean, maybe that's the message you should have rolled with instead of it's all a lie, trust the mainstream media. And then when people catch them in lies, what do you do? Man, these people have no – it's like being honest is actually the best way to go about it insulting the intelligence of people with garbage stories and banning someone's name from YouTube doesn't solve the problem. It makes it worse. I kind of feel like the intelligence agencies were handed off to a bunch of young kids, the next generation of deep state who are like, I don't know how to run this thing. And now it's all falling apart. That happens every generation. I think yeah. though, I've seen it happen, especially in wall street and finance where like the younger guys, they figure out new investment strategies and new asset classes and they go all crazy. And the risk management folks and the senior partners have no idea what they're doing. That's where you can make some real money. <laughs> and in the intelligence industry, you know, I mean, look, it's, I think it's pretty much like that in all, in all industries. But what I am struck by here, especially is how much of the, of the surface water of our foreign policy and economic policy and politics is all subterfuge. The real things are happening below their tidal forces. And in this case, it's about energy, right? And the whole Syrian no-fly zone from 2016 Clinton proposition uh, to the, you know, people being mad at Trump for wanting to calm down tensions in Syria and calm down tensions with... All this is based around pipelines. It's all based around energy, and it's a much deeper structural thing that has nothing to do with some of the surface stuff that we get distracted by. And that's how I know we're on the right side is because the the left... 
They want a circumstance in which the people of the European Union have less access to energy and that the people of Ukraine don't have sovereign decision over their Right. Over their country. And, and, and our side wants more energy into the European Union and for the Ukrainian people to decide their sovereignty. Well, no, no. I, I think the, the establishment wants more energy into the European Union. But they don't care spe- about Ukraine. But a specific kind. Well, no. They, they want mm, – I don't know. This, again, there's more details that we need, and I am certainly not an expert on this subject. Let me give you a hypothetical. All right. Donald Trump. Let's, comes, I'm much better with those. Donald Trump comes into <laughs> office and immediately Michael Flynn says China's a bigger threat. Intelligence agencies then say, we know China's a bigger threat, but don't say it out loud because we are actively building up our resistance. The European Union was formed partly to, to create a competitive economic block that can compete against the growth of China. And we need, and, and Russia's in the way. Russia's actually in, in many ways hates China, but also works with them. We need to get more energy into the European Union. Trump comes, Trump comes in and says, I don't care about this Ukraine stuff. I don't care about this Syria stuff. America first, all the way. And then you have these intelligence agencies saying, the first thing we have to do to grow and be competitive is have more energy into Europe to grow European influence, not Chinese or Russian influence. I know Russia is partly in, uh, in, in Europe. Then you get Trump pulling out of Syria, which means over the past four years, Trump was stopping the establishment plan to get more more energy into the European Union and to weaken Russia, which in turn would weaken China. Trump went straight for the throat with China and then got all these peace agreements, which made it even harder for the U.S. to operate in the Middle East to maintain control over the region. The U.S. isn't there because there's, you know, terror or whatever. And the fact that this conflict conflict between these countries is good for the U.S. because we'd be like, oh, no, we, we have to be there. and We have to send all these bombs to, to these different countries. We need our, Egypt needs our military aid. Trump bringing about peace. Well, now the U.S. is like, what's our justification to the American people and European people and Australia or whatever, our allies? What's the justification for being in a country when Trump brings peace? Justification now is we need to bring transgenderism to the women of Afghanistan. Pakistan. Pakistan? Pakistan. It was like, what was it, 10 million dollars? So so listen, I say it's hypothetical. And the reason why after knowing, like after researching the things that I've researched and seeing this, you know, talking to the journalists and reading the stories, the reason why I don't trust the establishment is because they lie all the time and don't deserve trust. So I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they have our best interests. I'm going to assume that cronies within the U.S. government took the job at Burisma because they found a path towards making a ton of money for themselves, not because they actually cared about the European Union. And Hunter Biden took the job because, yeah, they needed someone loyal to the U.S., but they were going to get money for doing it. You got a bunch of people who work in government who swap between these big energy companies and these military industrial complex companies, and they make money for themselves, and they operate under the guise of it's all for the betterment of the country. And when it's not, it's for the betterment of of themselves. I would defer to they're more likely trying to enrich themselves and using national interest as a cover. Hmm. They said Joe Biden's intervention in, in Ukraine was in the national interest. Yeah, sure. But what do you think Joe Biden got out of it? His kid was getting what, like 83 grand per month for for what? Securing Western interests in Ukraine. I wonder what the Ukrainian people would feel, what they would do if that was public knowledge. I'd imagine it'd be very, very bad for NATO. He's also kind of vocally said he wants to get off oil. So for him to put his son on the board of an oil company to run a pipeline for oil. Isn't that that something? We're going to shut down Keystone XL and then build pipelines in Europe and Syria. And my son will <laughs> well, be on the it board. is a natural gas pipeline, to be fair. <laughs> Methane. Well, it's a yeah. mix of gases. 
Energy independence for thee, but not for me, you know, apparently. You, earlier you said that you felt like we were on the right side. That makes me nervous that you, even people like you, as, as brilliant as you are, think of yourself divided into a side, that there are sides that we're, we're divided against each other. I hate to think like that. I we wonder. are very clearly divided against each other. On one hand, we've got people that believe in personal accountability and individual liberty. On the other hand, we've got people that don't. That's a very and, big and, difference, bro. But, but I'll tell you, the important thing here is we, we, don't, we don't need these pipelines. You know, Joe Biden doesn't need the pipelines. We don't need Keystone XL either. We don't need Syria. If we just hooked up a, 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 a turbine to the graves of the founding fathers <laughs> spinning yeah. in their grave at yeah, high true. speed good idea. Actually, it would generate free and clean energy Boy. for a long time look it's a very powerful notion if you consider and reflect upon this statement which i believe to be very true the founding fathers would lose their mind if they understood exactly what we were enduring today and what would the founding fathers do today well they probably are we channel. are we living up to the sacrifices made by the founding fathers and if not, why not? Because they were a bunch of white supremacist landowners who just didn't want to pay taxes. And uh, is, that, is that the narrative? Is that they what, played is that taxes to themselves. They paid taxes locally. They were happy to do that. They paid tariffs and such. They just didn't want a the parliament. And, and I learned this actually recently. Taxes to the king were seen as a gift offered by the people. The parliament, the House of Commons decided we're going to offer a gift to the king. Well, the House of Commons was deciding that these people over here in America needed to offer a gift to the king, but there was no one representing them to make that gift. That was the right. basic reason that they objected to the stamp and the sugar tax in particular. What would they do now? What would they do now? And then you think, well, we're kind of gross. We, we almost they, don't deserve what they've given us. If the founding fathers were alive today with the same ideology and the same, you know, complaints right now at this moment in their lives, they would be probably just reading a book in their cell, you know, waiting, <laughs> waiting, waiting for exercise hour in yeah. solitary because the surveillance state would have caught them a long time ago and locked them up. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson might be a rock star. Those didn't exist in the 1700s. Mass media didn't exist. So with this technology, what would they have done? Ben Franklin was an inventor. You know, he'd probably be a technology guy, maybe running a social network or something. Or building. what's what's the modern equivalent of putting a key on a kite, getting struck by lightning, <laughs> launching rockets into space and trying Elon to get him to land back on a platform? Yeah. Like, what if like Elon Musk just came out one day with like an extremely profound philosophical statement on you know liberty, justice, and government? <laughs> like besides, like can't get it up. <laughs> besides, <laughs> like if job. I hope there's a scandal about me, it's called Elon Gate. Yes. Right. Elon Gate. That'd be great. Hilarious. But you know what would be an interesting thing would be trying to map the founding fathers onto modern day figures. This is this is who Ben Franklin would be today. This is who George Washington would be today. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, George Washington clearly would be Joe Biden. Just strong. Oh, yeah. Strong leadership. Coherent. Silver tongue. President. Coherent. Tall. President. Tall. <laughs> Charming. Yep. Did you know George Washington was a failed military 
leader Can you explain up that? until the Revolutionary War. Oh, how so? Because he he took expeditions out into the countryside against the Indians and out into the you know pushing boundaries to the west, and he was never very successful. He set out to like make his name and just never really did it. Never really made it. In fact, in fact, he got rejected for being a general in the British Army. And some argue that is the reason why the United States exists, because he had a chip on his shoulder because he didn't get promoted to be a general in the British Army because he sucked Hmm. as a a British officer. Then he won. And then he won. But then again, it begs the question or raises the question who maybe someone else could have won. Maybe the the structural forces. The French won. The French destroyed the British colonies, liberated them. Thank you, Francis. Yes, thank they, you, France. I, I don't think it's fair to say the French won. They certainly intervened, but it was there was already war going on in you know in Europe between Britain and France. Yeah. So it was just in their interests. But it was initiated by Americans, fought by Americans, and aided by German mercenaries as well. Yeah. So. Or actually, no, no, no. No, the, no, the Germans were on the other side. Other side. Right, I right, let right, that right. go Hessians. earlier, by the way. George I know, I, Washington I crossed that. the river to kill the Hessians because they were drunk on Christmas. Right. I'm sure there's a bunch of super chats <laughs> correcting me on that point because I wasn't Tim, thinking. you ignorant slut. <laughs> and after that whole bit I did about how smart I was and how, you know, uh, it's perfect. That's why I say there's things I don't know because it's not about. <laughs> if you, and if you talk three hours or four hours every day, we're definitely going to find out what those you know, are. But yeah. you know, I just realized too, because you ever watch Liberty's Kids? Nope. No, what is it? You've never seen Liberty's uh-uh. Kids? For a guy that works think, as much as you do, bro, you certainly consume a fair no, bit of TV. No, this is a show from like a long time ago where it's like some, I guess some kids, I don't know if they go back in time or something. Sliders? No. <laughs> it's a cartoon where, uh, these kids are like learning about the revolution, oh. the founding fathers and stuff. And I remember an episode where they're like, oh no, the Hessians are coming or something. So yeah, they were on the other side. They were on the but other yeah, side. But yeah, it was, it was a combination of, uh, of conflict between different factions, right? How about we yeah. read Super Chats? Yes. Super Chats! My friends! My we have a we have a very serious problem, Jack. Uh-oh. What's that? Tell me. We need people to smash the like button. Smashing. However, we are down in views. You know why? I do. You know why? Wait, Mm-mm. today in this particular right now, show? That's right. Oh, my God. Jack, it's your fault. It, it could be that Joe Biden is addressing the nation in his first joint congressional address. All right, right. All right. That's it. That's God the reason. darn it. Yeah. And not only that, Stephen Crowder is doing live stream of it. So I just watched them. Stephen. No. Stephen who? Steve, Stephen Crowder. Crowder. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to have to you look him up. Crowder. Yeah. Is he a politician? Yeah, so at any, anyway, the point is, French. without our legions of loyal fans uh, to oh. smash the like button, I don't know what we'll do. And I am, I am, I am, I am heartbroken they have abandoned us for Joe Biden. I'm actually kidding. I, I, I do think <laughs> it's a good thing, you know, people want to check out what he's going to say. And normally we actually take breaks when like Trump would speak or if like there's going to be a big event. But I think the last time Joe Biden spoke, he got like only a couple thousand people yeah. on, on his live stream. And I was like, I'm not going to, yeah, not wow. going to shut the show down because Joe Biden's going to mumble something incoherently. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so smash the like button. Smashing. Go to TimCast.com. Click that little members only button. Sign up. Go to the members area. We're going to have a bonus, brutal members-only segment mm-hmm. coming up. Should be live about 11 p.m. or so. And we're going to talk about some very serious, serious stuff. Maybe get some trouble, but it'll be on t- over at TimCast.com. And I got great news. We are uh, in rapid development on the site. In about a month and a half or so, we're going to have a completely, again, once again, updated because we've been building it and growing it. We are getting Stripe integration. For those that aren't fans of, of PayPal, there'll be more payment options. And we're going to be bringing on a, a news a news team doing articles. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's read some super chats. And thank you all for your smashing of the like button. Smash. Showing that we are better than Joe Biden. That's right. 
All right, I can't read your name, but here's the first super chat. I love the content. I'm a ski bum in Utah, and I thought liberty was dying. But when I discovered your show, it gave me hope that liberalism in the classical sense will rise again. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why you should share the show with your friends if you like it, because we live or die based on your good graces. Hmm. It's like that Simpsons Halloween special where the advertisements come to life. And then they're like, how do you kill an advertisement? Don't look at it. And then they all turn around, but Homer can't because the guy's got a donut. And then when he turns around, they finally all like freeze and like lose their life. Same thing for us. If people stop looking, then we just freeze in place. So maybe we should offer donuts to people. Uh, Yeah. I'm into it. That's not very keto friendly. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Keto friendly. Good point. No, they have keto donuts. We got this really great keto bread once. It was like psyllium husk or something, like mushroom bread or something like that. It was good. Psyllium, is that what it's called? Yeah, psyllium. Oh, it's like mushroom fiber. I I don't think it's mushroom. Oh. But yeah, I'll look it up. Weird. It's like a sponge. (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. Joel Jamal says, Monday, Australian MP Craig Kelly banned on Facebook. Tuesday, Craig Kelly proposes legislation like in Florida to protect online speech. Wednesday, Craig Kelly loses parliamentary Facebook page, Instagram page, and Linktree account. Collusion. Yep. It's the name of the game, man. Big Deck Mark Zuckerberg is your boss. I'll fight you naked, says, I wrote a piece on Medium called Letter to a Woke Heart. I send this out so conservatives and centrists can use it to deprogram left-wing friends who are not totally infected. You know what I found? If you had, if you know any of those people, <laughs> my a lot of my friends who post these things on Facebook, when I talk to them privately, they're very timidly saying a lot of the woke talking points, almost like they don't really believe it. And then when I shut it, shut it down, they stop. So it's like the establishment talking points. It really does feel as a lot of people who are experiencing cognitive dissonance, where in their hearts they're like, "I don't like this." But they think everyone else is, is you know, woke, so they have to say it. I, w- I wish I had hope about that. I have a cousin who's married, and they have a few kids, and I, I, I love them. I put a lot of effort into make, making sure we had a relationship, that we saw each other's children, that we stayed in touch with each other. And one day we're talking about feminism, and I'm like, yeah, that's not how it works anymore. Like explaining to her how feminism had evolved. She was so stuck in second wave men- mindset. That now they they literally have like disowned us as family members because wow. she can't accept the fact that feminism isn't even what she thinks it is anymore, and she thinks because I'm anti-feminism and I'm anti-woman, which isn't the case, obviously. Well, that's why I just you, you got you got to make sure you're speaking very. Uh, you got to understand the semantics. I think as I think I understand semantics. Well, don't say to a second wave feminist you're anti-feminist. To a second wave feminist, you say I completely agree with you and and and. Your feminism, 100%. I, I will take that under advisement. I'm pretty sure I tried all those techniques and tactics, and it's just still, still a shame that uh, this, politics like this, especially confusion but, about politics, get in the way of personal relationships. This is why the first thing I ask my friends who are entering the woke space is, <laughs> do you believe in Dr. King's dream? Yeah. And then when they say yes, Can't right, be woke, dog. And one day my four little children will be judged based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. They go, right. And then I say, oh, okay. So how do you feel about the Democrats voting against stopping Asian discrimination? And then they're like, uh, de- yeah. Democrats good? Democrats good. You bad. I'm out. That was really funny. Ted Cruz put that amendment. Like he, went, he, went, he proposed that amendment to the, to the you know, the, what was it, hate crime bill or whatever, where it's like you can't discriminate against Asians in, in universities. And the Democrats were like, nah, nah, we should be allowed to do that. So much for stop Asian hate, I guess. Huh. Insane. All right. Dragon Noodle Soup Gaming says, hey, Jack, yeah. I caught your segment on Honey Badger Radio a long time ago. Good stuff. Oh, thank you. Tim, 
you should have Brian Martinez on. Jack and Sidney Watson have both been on a show, and Aiden Paladin is a part of their group. Cool. That would be cool. Good stuff. Good show. Like that guy. He did a reaction video to one of the times I was on here, and it was quality. So nice. I stumbled across it because I might name search myself every once in a while. Oh, I'm sure do. it's occasional. Just yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Turk Longwell <laughs> says, thanks, Tim. Nice opening monologue. Now I'm sad, yet angry. Now more angry. I believe veterans of any age will become the leaders of us critical thinkers. Agreed. Perhaps. Where's our Cincinnatus? That's what we need. Simply Grace says, how long has that water bottle been sitting next to you? This water bottle has been sitting next to me for tonight because I grabbed it from the fridge right over there, which is full of the same water bottles, and I have a water bottle every night. Oh, it's the same one. But this one's different. This is the Ramune, Ramune, Japanese premium carbonated soft drink. You ever see the fun marble drink where the marble's in the bottle? <laughs> we love that. You can say a lot of things about the TimCast crew, but you can't say that they don't provide a wide array of high-quality beverages at every phase and stage of the property, from bottled water to fancy sugary sodas to, to coconut water to MCT, Biotrust, <laughs> right. this we thing, keto to oils. Japanese scotch, 12-year-age scotch the, um, that I had the earlier. The volcanic water, the carbonated I, volcanic water. There's all this volcanic water you can order from oh, yeah. specific volcanoes around Earth oh, that have different minerals in it. them. I want to drink some Which volcano, volcano blood. would you like to drink from? Volcano blood. Volcano blood. Is it so <laughs> hot? Some Not people. Anymore. This is important. <laughs> this is important. Some people who come here are really worked up and like anxious and like high strung. And for that, we have booze. Some people who come are nervous and, 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 and re, you know, really down. And, and for that, we have energy drinks. And so you really got to know. And so, so what I do is when I right. get here, I smash a couple of espresso drinks, a sugar free Red Bull and about four ounces of Japanese whiskey. And bro, I'm <laughs> golden. And then you're like just level back out. I'm just right back where I started. <laughs> All right. for the drive later. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil Sawyer says, hey, Tim, just wanted to plug your newest <laughs> channel, Cast Castle. It seems like it's going to be great, but speaking of greatness, Michael Knowles' new, oh, oh, Michael Knowles new book, Speechless, <laughs> yes. Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, is available for pre-order. Someone tweeted to Michael Knowles. They were like, so, you know, one of your guys got Tim to read a super chat that turned into a promo for his book, and but he, he, he didn't re- – uh, he, uh, he, he read. He didn't notice before it was too late, and it was funny. And Michael tweeted about it. I love it. It's great. But uh, uh, we do have a new channel. It's called Cast Castle. I like. We it. have only two videos up, but uh, we're just gonna start. I've been talking about doing the vlog, and I'm like, we just gotta film it and just start doing it and uh, plan activities. Dude, the RC cars flew through the air very, very far. We launched some uh, RC cars at like 50 miles an hour over the garage, off the ramp, just and just it was pretty flipping epic. through the air. Did you shoot them? No, Not you can't time. shoot bullets up. You can't. Oh, is there a certain degree that you can't raise your 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 barrel past your backstop? Oh yeah, there's <laughs> no backstop up there, dog. No, it's gonna come down somewhere. True that. Nah, uh, even when you live in the middle of nowhere, there's still things and people. You got to know where that's going. True that. Granted, there's some places where you can live where it's probably like if you're on like an an, an, an island somewhere and you're like nothing but water around for days. But uh, typically into your backstop. Into your backstop. So no, no just, firing. Just randomly up in the air. Well, how do you how do you hunt birds then? Bird shot. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, little pellets. They, so, do we have video of the RC cars? Oh yeah, it's it. a vlog. It's, it's on Cast Castle. Castle. Cast Castle. That's right. There you go. Cast Castle. Cast Castle. Yeah. So it's all YouTube, C's, YouTube, no K's. YouTube.com slash Cast Castle, and uh, we might get the garage redone. Yeah. 
the one with the skate park in it. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, <laughs> getting the roof fixed so that there's oh, more space and okay. cleaning it. Okay. And then I'm I'm I don't know how much it'll cost because you know pole barns aren't that expensive, but even putting a deck up top so we can do shows and have like a VIP section with like stuff. a hangar. Maybe uh-huh. I mean they're 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 not that expensive to build these these it, it's literally just like sheet sheet metal up against a wood beam it's it's just the labor you're paying for but let's you know. do it summer's coming now's the time to plan yes. that's right that's right and we got probably I think um, three million dead stink bugs oh, you know some, the just, just along the line here no no in the there's there's a part with insulation oh, great. and oh, there's just gosh. all stink bugs the yeah because they're just wow. they it's 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 like the, the Manhattan of Stinkbug City, you know. Beautiful. Stinkbug stink culture. So pumped. All right, let's see. Free Men Die Free says libertarians have always had the solution massively decentralized or even abolish it entirely. Liberty or death. Man. The price of liberty is blood. <clears throat> so I'm told. Ask Dummy says one. Thank you all. <laughs> Two. Second SC macro pick. Internet attention addiction, lulling us into post-truth era where liars can easily fool masses with algorithms. Woke eyes. Three, why no mention of 99.997 rate in young people with JRE vid today? Honest question, fear of censorship. Oh, so did you see Joe Rogan's getting, you know. Yeah, what's up with that? I I, I just, Joe Rogan came out and he made a statement about uh, young people. If people, if young young person asked him to get vaccinated, he'd say if you're young and healthy, you know, you don't need to do it or whatever. Then Fauci comes out. He's wrong. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to my, my, I don't want to do a video talking about CDC guidelines or anything like that because you got to talk to your doctor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fault Joe for having a passive conversation and giving his opinion. But we I, I guess we're in the era now where, you know, a comedian with a massively influential podcast with great power comes great responsibility. And I'm just like, dude, Fauci's the guy who came out was, and told everyone not to wear masks early on. Now he's the guy telling people to wear two masks. He should have. I'm Rogan. not. I'm, I'm not going to take my opinions from a TV doctor or from a podcast comedian. I'm just going to talk to my doctor. You know, I, I, I said this before. Like I go to my doctor and like they'll give you some word you've never heard of, prozamadol, and you're like, I don't know. You, know, you just talk, if you don't trust your doctor, I don't know what to tell you, man. But uh, n- not an issue. Uh, uh, we, we we talk about the survival rate for COVID here quite a bit. I don't know. It just it wasn't an issue for me for the most part. So. I wish that you could just say trust your doctor, but I have found that a lot of doctors are really dumb. They yeah, don't know listen. about nutritional information. They don't know about diet and exercise. They don't know about all kinds of stuff, and they don't. They're not incentivized to give you the advice that'll keep you healthy. They're incentivized to keep you in their practice. The problem, I suppose, is you need to find a doctor you trust. You go to a doctor, like you. You hire a plumber and just be like, so look. You probably go on Angie's list or whatever and look for a good review before you, you hire the plumber. Yeah. You bring the plumber out and you're like, yeah, so we got a problem. We got a clog in, in the toilet. And they'll be like, where? It's like, I don't know, in the pipe somewhere. There are pipes in a toilet? You'd be like, okay, this guy's not a plumber. You know what I mean? <laughs> you go to a doctor and you ask him questions he can't answer. Maybe you just find a doctor yeah. that you find you know credible and you trust. I'm not a doctor. Joe Rogan's not a doctor. Fauci is a doctor, but I don't think he's practiced in a long time. But the bigger question here is at what point does a dude doing what he wants to do, talking to his friends on camera, go from just being able to say whatever he wants to actually having societal expectations placed upon him? Joe Rogan is the like 
the podcast. I, I don't, I don't so know funny. what, you know, for a while it was the biggest podcast in the world. I don't know if we can still say that anymore, to, to be completely honest, because he went exclusive with Spotify, so I'm sure that affected things. But look, man, with great power comes great responsibility. That's why I'm just like, talk to your doctor. I, and I said in my segment, I was like, there's probably a lot of medical things I would opine on when it comes to like injuries or something that probably wouldn't matter. But considering we have this ma- major hotbed of political conflict and media ridiculousness, I just say the easiest way to diffuse all of it is, hey, talk to your doctor. You know, it's like, we don't got to argue about it. You, the TV doctor is not the person you want to be, you want to be going to for advice. But you, I like, could see him having Fauci and another doctor on together that have like alternate views to talk about it in front of him. But I think it's smart to not become the arbiter uh, decision maker in this case, since it's such a sensitive. Yeah, I, it's just simple. It's just talk to your doctor. Let's read some more super chats. All right. Here we go. Edvark says, we are in a new age of persecution similar to, to McCarthyism in the Salem witch trials. Those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. Sad days indeed. It does feel like the Wait Salem witch trials. Wait a second. Hold on a second. McCarthy, he was right. The witch trials people were wrong. They weren't actually witches. But McCarthy said that Hollywood and universities were being taken over by the communists. I think that guy was right. <laughs> he was some in of hindsight. Was he not well, correct? He, I think he took people out that weren't communists. Okay, so some of the tactics may have been misguided for sure. But, I, but yeah, the general right. concept is that McCarthy was right. Communists have taken over our country and they're trying to tear it apart. He was just a visionary. It could. I, I'm An talking out of visionary. talking out of my ass a tiny bit here, but the gist is right. He believed the communists were taking over the country. It was going to be bad for America. Guess what? Do was right, and he was right. And here we are. Well, interesting. I feel like the, <laughs> it's like Salem witchcraft. Should trials. I have saved that one for the after show? No. I don't know. <laughs> That's actually an interesting idea. I never looked at it like that before, but I think you had, you're on to something. Yeah, about how he, con- how he conducted himself and the things that they did may not have been. Too authoritarian. I don't know the details on that for sure. But blacklists I, but I that. do know that he was right in his fear of communism. We got, we, we got a good super chat here. Chris Browse says the National Guard will become the local police. We are under contract and cannot just walk away from the job like a civilian cop. They can be state or federally activated. Don't have to supply housing. Wow. That's right. There it is. The cops get abolished. The National Guard comes out. Checkpoints and barbed wire fences everywhere. And they don't need housing? And, of course, this means National Guard are people who will just blindly follow any order, no matter how, 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 no matter how sick and depraved and how it violates the Constitution, right? Well, hopefully not. Why, though? Why? why? I, 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 haven't, I haven't gotten there yet, Tim. What? Where I just blanketly assume that anybody with a gun and a uniform in America is going to pee on the Constitution and shoot me. Let's say you. Uh, I'm are, just. I'm just let, too optimistic. Let, let's say you're 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 in the military, right? You're in the National Guard, and you're standing guard. And they say you got to stand guard here, right? We're worried about terror attacks. Ian's walking down the street wearing that, and he's got a gun. And your commanding officer says, "Stop that man now! Disarm him." Are you going to be like, "No, why?" Or are you going to be like, "Yes, sir." Now, is that a fault of that person? No, it's the banality of evil. I see. Right. So the individual with a lack of knowledge doesn't understand the full context and probably can't. You can't give a dossier on Ian, you know, to you and say, read this and then at random he'll be gone. So do you trust your chain of command? So it's not necessarily the infantry or ground soldiers fault, right? It's the system. I get, I, I think there's no real solution to it because it's not an unlawful order to say detain someone. Now, if we're talking about load that person up onto a train to a concentration camp and they choose to do that, 
The argument then becomes, did they know where they were sending this person or were they told detain this person? And when it came to like the, uh, the trials after World War II, they really didn't take any soldiers out. It was only the top commanders that they, that they punished. Well, I mean, there are, there are former Nazi soldiers who are being caught and rounded up across, around the world and have been for the past several decades. Doesn't matter if you are top or, or not. Nuremberg, I mean, they they took out like Goering right. and, and a I mean, just other. just right now, and we're gonna I'm gonna talk to Julie Kelly tomorrow on Jack Murphy Live on YouTube, Jack Murphy Live, that about January 6th trespassers being held in solitary confinement due to Corona pre-trial, yeah, pre-charges in some cases even, and this people are just carrying that out without any question. I mean, you're yep. you're you're right. You're right, but the system must be able to function in a way where the people on the on the front lines get in order and they follow them. Otherwise, it's just not exactly. going to function ever. And therein lies the 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 break in the system that you could be in the National Guard and they'll say we've got insurrection and riots, so we're setting up a security perimeter to protect the seat of the Capitol. Then you're armed and you're standing on a street corner and you get word that you've got an insurgent heading your way. Take him out now, now, now. He's dangerous. He's armed. And then Ian run. You see Ian carrying the gun, and they go, "Don't move! Don't move!" And they shoot him. And what are they supposed to do? All right, he's on my. Uh, send me the dossier so I have the full details, and then I'll cro- I'll cross reference all everything you sent me to make sure it's true. No, they have to follow the order. And then what happens is people have their constitutional rights violated. And then. These people who serve in the military will inadvertently be part of a system should the system go that direction. That's why you don't want military as civilian acting as civilian police because they do have to follow orders no matter what. Whereas cops have a lot more liberty with same problem with discretion, cops. but they can at least they don't they're not going to get right. like executed. They can for, walk off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine this: you're in the National Guard and they say. We got prisoners coming in. We need you to load them, up, load them up on a train. They're being transported to a prison. You'd say, okay. What if would would you know that they were being sent to gas chambers? In modern day with social media, kind of. Some, nowadays it's a little different because you you can look on Twitter and be like, oh my gosh, those people that we loaded up were political prisoners. If what? it's if it's look, the Manhattan Project was compartmentalized and people didn't know what they were even building. So if you are serving under contract and you have to follow orders. You will, and you won't think twice because you don't know what the orders ultimately will lead to. That's, that's, it's, 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 that's just the way it is. So people will have their rights violated. It's end of story. If things keep going the way they're going, for sure. Sounds like scale <clears throat> is the problem. Scale is the problem. When things become too big in scale, then you know, sort of unconstitutional orders or negative orders or commands can get passed through this scale and be executed even though they may be blatantly false and wrong. Scale is the issue. Localism and decentralization is the antidote. All right. J-Mac says, shout out to the quartering and what he did for the Holiday Inn guy this yes. week. Love him or hate him. Jeremy does good things. That is right. You saw the Holiday Inn guy. He like had a, had a panic attack. Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, quartering raised a bunch of money, I think, for him. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, good cool job, stuff. buddy. Then handed it yeah. over to him. Yep. Bottled Water says, seriously, Tim, no BS. I spent a decade in the military and have friends who do things that would make you cry. Have me on and I will blow your mind from combat rules to things they won't acknowledge. Well, I will say we are planning a bunch of new shows. So maybe we'll have something off YouTube website only that's like, you know, deep sit down interviews with people who have served and, and war stories and cop stories. And a lot of them have signed NDAs, soldiers and stuff. So that they're yeah, not and the ones who can will do it. not supposed to. Oh, the horror. 
Caper 2X says, Tim, you create straw men that invite sedition. How that helps? What's missing from your rants? It only applies to Democrat communities. There is there is a big red world out there. How are they doing? I don't understand. I was confused. Straw man's all I got out of there. Black Czar says, The flashpoint to expect will be over an individual aggrieved by the state's failure to manage riots and who has acted in self-defense of self, who will not thereafter allow the state to arrest them, and whose local community agrees and acts so they will not be arrested. Like in V for Vendetta, where, so you have uh, the inspector, he's telling the story of like, what's what's happening? And he's like, and then someone will do something stupid. And it shows the little girl wearing the mask skipping, and the cop shoots her, and then everyone shows up with bats and starts beating the cop. Because when people finally break down and say, we don't care anymore, Kyle Rittenhouse was dangerous. For, for the establishment. And that's why I, I said, I don't think the intelligence agencies have control over anything. I think they're failing and they're bad at their jobs because the Rittenhouse thing is the most incendiary thing in the country, in my opinion. Well, the George Floyd thing. No. I mean, that thing nope. is such when, a threat when, to the when establishment. George, absolutely not. When George Floyd happened, it was conservatives and Democrats united in anger entirely, right. like 99%. Ripped the system down. No, ready to support the state who came in and prosecuted Chauvin, and then they celebrate the state they're cheering for the state. Well, but they were burning buildings and cities and things. Right. And then when the state came in and said, and now, now we'll give you what you want, they went, yay, government. But the still- Rittenhouse thing is ripping the rip, ripping the factions in twain. And you're going to have people who are like, what he did was clearly self-defense and we all saw it and there's no justice anymore. I think the issue there is it's not going to get much media attention. <clears throat> that media attention. The Rittenhouse thing? Yeah. When, not, when not they, compared when, to when, Floyd. When they, are you nuts? No. Rittenhouse, according to the left. No, they have, they have, I'm sorry, they have to kill, kill the full, full force and weight on Rittenhouse. Why? Because he's a white boy with a gun that took the law and defense of property into his own hands. Can't be having that now, dog. The left, you think the, the media left will pariah him? Must. They already have. Will. They are. The left narrative is that Kyle Rittenhouse took a gun across state lines to hunt down activists who were peacefully protesting and then brutally murdered them in cold blood. The real story is that he was a lifeguard in Kenosha who was given a gun by one of his friends in Wisconsin and asked by the property owners to help defend the area. And he, tent- he, re- he, he rendered aid to some of the rioters who almost blew up a gas station. And then he defended himself when he was attacked. But that's only if you've actually watched the analysis and know this. The propagandists have a lot of power and regular people genuinely believe he's a white supremacist who was hunting down peaceful Black Lives Matter wow. protesters. Dude, I wasn't there live that night. But I watched this various streams live that night. Like, I know that there's more information and more data, dude. But I watched every little bit unfold. The tensions at the gas station rise. The the N-word guy who got killed, who was screaming. The white guy kept screaming N-word over and over and over again. That guy who ended up getting shot later. I watched him run down the street, being chased, people hitting him with the skateboard, him falling down, shooting a guy that was reaching for... I mean... And then if you yeah. just... If you just donate money in support of due process, you get fired from your job. Yep. John Adams today would be a pariah for representing the English in the Boston Massacre. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. That's awesome. He did that because he believed in due process and the right to a fair trial. He also got them off. Right. <laughs> he also got them off because they deserve to be. Right. And so in this case, you can't even that that's American. Yeah. That's patriotism. 
donating ten dollars or fifteen or twenty five dollars to a to a due process fund, basically a legal defense fund for someone unconvicted of a crime. That's American. But now I can't remember. Was it a cop or somebody got fired because he donated a small money amount of money to a guy to hire a lawyer to defend him for a due process? I think Rittenhouse is going to get life in prison. We were talking to Andrew Bronca, and he was saying that, you know, it's two counts of murder, so that would be life. And do you think the jurors are going to do anything for that, for, for, for Rittenhouse? Well, they shouldn't. They should just do what's right. Mm. But, <laughs> but what, I, what I mean is, I'm not saying they would do him a favor. I'm saying, do you think they would do anything that's beneficial to him? Any, and of course not. They're going to walk through the burning rubble that is Kenosha. And they're going to go into the trial and they're going to be like, I don't, I don't care about the evidence. Can I just say guilty and go home? Because otherwise they're going to burn my house down. Right. That's why Bronco was saying they, they're pushing it back further and further back He's, so that it's further right. away from the emotional right. trauma of the moment. Derek Chauvin was a cop who was trying to arrest someone. And that person died. And they, they went nuts. Kyle Rittenhouse, according to the left, is a white supremacist who hunted down peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters. Their narrative on Rittenhouse is several orders of magnitude more insane and dramatic than yes. anything related to Derek Chauvin. Yes. They are, they, they're not just going to throw the book at the guy. They're going to throw the library at him. I guess they, I, would, I would hope that it comes out in court that he's not, he wasn't a murderer. They didn't hunt people down. Did the mainstream media accurately report on the defense during the Chauvin trial? I don't think so. They did I didn't not. watch it, to be honest. I stayed they, away they, from they it. They didn't. So do you think the mainstream media is going to accurately report on the defense in the Rittenhouse trial? No. Of course not. They're gonna. It's gonna be headline after headline. Prosecution witness says Rittenhouse is a white supremacist terrorist, and then when the defense comes out and they say, "Here's proof of him actually a post he made where he opposes white supremacy," the media won't report it, and then regular people will see this and they'll freak out and they'll demand, you know, quote unquote justice, and they'll start setting fires. And the jurors are going to be like, I just didn't want to go through the riots and the destruction again. I was scared someone would come to my house and retaliate. I think my guess is that there's way less animosity towards him than there was towards Chauvin because of, unfortunately, the color of the skin of the guy that Chauvin killed. So I Maybe. don't think there's going to be as much hate towards that kid. Hmm. Towards well, let's read some more. We got Bailey, and he says, I live in Alaska, and currently you get paid <laughs> to live here. But Democrat and Dems disguised as Republicans have been trying to take it away because they're greedy and don't know how to diversify our economy outside of oil and yet demand their luxuries. Hmm. Well, there you go. They pay you to live in Alaska, huh? Not bad. Good to know. Must really suck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Murphy says, legit bat podcast, and all, all y'all are great. Thanks for doing what you do. Ian's Graphene Dream, free the code, legit bat podcast. Yeah. What does that mean? Graphene no. World incoming. Dude, you're going to have touchscreen wallpaper. Ooh. I mean, don't they already have that? Maybe, but it's going to be like spray paint. You'll spray it on your walls, and it'll become a touchscreen computer. Oh, cool. Very cool. Do it. Super chats, Tim. Super chat me. Let's see what we got. Try to find good ones, you know. I'll just yeah, start yeah. spouting off technology. No, no, no. Just Spray paint windows. We've made it through a whole episode without you saying your number one center square drinking game item. Oh, right. Are well, we, we going to make it? We're going to make if it. If you're talking about the we're Federal Reserve. Oh, no. Because it's been on my mind. I just haven't brought it up. I mean, you want to talk right. about the global economic order <laughs> and the real root of this Tim, problem. super chat me quick. <laughs> John Rourke says, I'm a six-year police veteran. I love my job and don't want to have to find something else to do. Mm. Yeah. There is a move to defund San Antonio Police Department. Vote against proposi proposition, is that B? B? Yeah. On May 1st, fellow San Antonians. Mm. Hmm. 
I don't know. I'm conflicted. San Antonio isn't one of those. People cities. aren't taking responsibility for their communities. So supporting police departments at this point is to continue the, the, the track we're on where people just hand off responsibility to Democrats. I'm not a fan of that anymore. I've never been a fan of that. And I think the problem is so long as police keep saying, I love my job, I don't want to leave, then regular people are going to be like, I don't got to do anything as a cop, this police department. I don't, I, don't, I don't need to bear arms, so neither do you. Then they go and vote for Democrats and take my guns away because they won't take responsibility for their own safety and security. So how about we don't abolish the police, but we do defund them dramatically so that we have, after someone breaks into your home or commits a crime, the police come for the administrative portion, but you're responsible for your own security and safety. I've been thinking about it. I think there's a difference between not getting involved with it and actively uh, campaigning to have them defunded. So I get it that, particularly with you, Tim, that you're that you're angry with the situation. You feel like they're being used for ill. But to actively... No, I think the police are supporting a corrupt system on purpose at this point. Some of them, but probably not that guy that, that loves his job. It's the banality, banality, banality Dude, it would of suck evil. to be a cop in the, in the, in the empire, Dude, for sure. Dude, I worked for Fusion, and when they told me they were corrupt, I said, I want to leave right now. A lucrative, very, very lucrative contract with Disney. And I went to the president and said, why am I here? Can I end my contract? And they said, let's think about it. They put me in golden handcuffs, dumped a massive bonus in my bank account. And I said, the moment you say we're done, I'm out. I tried quitting a year into my contract because they were a crooked company. I could have taken all that sweet, sweet money and lived in luxury in Miami like everybody else. I don't want to do that. And there are people right now, they're saying, but I love my job. Oh, it was fantastic. I had a budget where I could fly anywhere in the world whenever I wanted. I got, they actually paid for me to go on a luxury cruise with all of these celebrities. I got to hang out with, with uh, Lady Gaga's manager and a bunch of other crazy industry, industry insiders and meet these super wealthy people who are just laughing and on this massive cruise ship going to, uh, going to NASA on the Bahamas. And it was like a 10 grand cruise. I could have stayed. I don't want to do it. Not for the money. But I don't think that guy's doing it for the money. That guy I, particularly. I, I loved traveling the world and reporting on serious issues and making documentaries. And I was in a position where they were giving me ridiculous amounts of money to do it. And I said, I am not going to, su- to support a corrupt and broken system. I won't. So break my contract. They said, no. So I said, okay, I'm chilling. Kept me in golden handcuffs. Then it ended. And I left. And I started my own thing. This is why you have to be financially independent. It is the only way to remain mentally, emotionally, and spiritually independent as well. QED. All right, Steph, MLB says, Tim, could you cover the increasing violence at the border? I've been following violence and have even spoken to people in cartels since living in Mexico. Look up the case of the satanic sacrifice of America, of American Mark Kilroy. This needs more attention and coverage. Timcast.com is going to be launching a newsroom. And we're going to start producing mini docs and stuff like that. So we absolutely will be looking to send crews down to to cover the stuff. It'll be uh, it'll be a whole lot of fun. All right, we'll just do a a couple more super chats. Gob Stopper Gob Stomper Bo says seventy percent of the military is right leaning, and as a weekend warrior myself, we have had this conversation about unlawful orders. We have a duty to disobey unlawful orders. FYI, the militia ten U.S. Code two four six right. But stopping someone from carrying a weapon isn't necessarily an unlawful order. Telling someone to arrest someone, not an unlawful order. Telling someone to get into a train, not an unlawful order. That's it. 
They don't tell you, hey, will you go put this person into a death camp? Then you'd be like, no, I won't. Okay. They'll say, hey, this person is going to jail. And you go, okay. Fine by me. All right. Let's see. Let's just do uh, one more. Aileen J says, hey, Tim, check out the Canadian prime minister trying to pass a bill suppressing civilian speech on social media. I will check that out. And Bill Hughes, last one, he says the raid on Giuliani is a move to destroy evidence. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that crossed my mind. Yeah. All right, everybody. Make sure you follow us over here at Timcast IRL on Instagram at Timcast IRL and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Timcast IRL. That's right. We're using the big platforms because we're hoping to, uh, I guess, grow the website and use the platforms to the best of our abilities to drive more to the website and then build something massively independent. And sharing segments on Facebook helps us do that. You can also follow me at TimCast. And my other YouTube channels are YouTube.com slash TimCast and YouTube.com slash TimCast News. This show is live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. So we will we will be back tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And Jack, I think you got stuff to shout out. I have got stuff going on for sure. Tomorrow I'm interviewing Julie Kelly. We're going to go over the January 6th indictments, accusations, what's been happening to all the people who have been detained. And then on Friday I'm interviewing Joe Kent. A Congress congressional candidate from uh, Oregon, I believe, who's got a tremendous story. You can see all that at Jack Murphy Live on on Facebook, not YouTube. Jack Murphy Live, <laughs> actually, Jack Murphy Live all over the place: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Minds, Rumble, and a few others as well. So I'll see you there. Thanks very much. I just found out that Jack Murphy used to be a cage fighter. No, no, no. Back that up. Muay Thai champion, amateur Muay Thai champion, two-time North American WKA kickboxing champion. Yes, I have trained MMA. I have fought in a cage, but not in a sanctioned fight. I have trained with UFC cage fighters, but not an official cage fighter. Not a sanctioned cage fighter. I am not taking that. Just a cage fighter in my heart. Yes, for you. you, Stolen valor. I am not taking that stolen valor. I I got enough valor to go around. It's pretty hardcore. Hey, follow me at iancrossland.net, and I'm at iancrossland all over social media. Send me a message anytime. Hit me up on Twitter. I love interacting with everybody. Thank you guys for coming. Smash the like button. Crush it. Yes, Hit do it. Up. Make up the difference in viewers that we lost to Crowder. Please do it for me, to, guys. To Biden. Uh, They're all no, going to Biden. No, I'm Bye sure it dog. wasn't because of Biden. I'm sure it was because of Crowder. was right when he started. Anyway, I'm not annoyed at all. You can follow me at Sour Patchlets on Twitter and help me beat Sour Patch Kids and followers. We will be back at TimCast.com in an exclusive members-only segment. We will see you all there. Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.